my god welcome to 12 questions hello (laughs) we're here we're doing it we're um we're everything right now we're checking levels um (laughs) we (laughs) i'm anna valenzuela I'm Jared. <laughs> He's got Jared. Okay, hold on. We're definitely not live right now. Oh, thank God. Okay, we're not live. Okay. Yeah, it's not like a live thing. You yeah. gotta talk in the microphone. I just gotta get numb. Yeah, it's a. Okay. It's yeah. You're good. You're good. Jared. Jared's here. You're here. I'm here. You're here. Um, and we're we're joined today by our guest. Uh, how would you like to identify yourself, sir? However, Jared decides. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Yes. He's Jimmy. And Jimmy. I mean, we just met. And I feel like I've known you for 20 years, and I'm living for all of you. 20 years ago, but in a different century. Yeah, like uh-huh. in a different century, but no matter the what, future. there future. was just like <laughs> nothing but beautiful jewels or whatever. Future like, jewels. Yeah, I, lo- I enjoy it. I enjoy it. This is, uh, Jimmy, we, we uh, I don't, you, Jared, you got to intro this. I don't know how to. <laughs> I don't know how to, who he is? Well, yeah, tell the story. As much as you know. How do you guys know each other? Well, we dated for four years. Four Five, and a half. Four and a half. Actually, four years and seven months, but... Yes. You're very fabulous right now. You're in beautiful face. You've got perfect hair. Well, that was depressing. No. Way to start the four years and seven months. You thought it was only four years. I knew it was four and something. I guess you weren't awake for most of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we did I it was. when I was drinking. Yes. When people ask about when the happiest time of my life was, I say it was with Jared. Oh. Because I got to become my mother. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so you, you got to get your mom on because my show, mom right? is the full enabler, never the codependent. It doesn't vacillate back and forth. It just she's she's one hundred percent enabling, one hundred percent, and I'm the full codependent. And I didn't oh. know that I could then become her when I was in a long term relationship, but oh, I yeah. did. Yeah, and it was a beautiful thing, and I loved it so much. And now I see how she gets so like she doesn't believe in codependency and doesn't think it's a real thing and. Okay. I tried to explain gaslighting to her, and that was really not going well. Okay. Um, I gave my dad an article, and he nodded his head a lot to it. But um, you know. yeah, it's sometimes when you give that information to people before they're ready, they're just like, "What?" No, my mom just will never be. There's no. There's nothing to get ready for. It's just. It's not. There. She doesn't get it. It. Mm, she gets it in her own way as her happy self. Yeah, I get that. I like that. I mean, you have a 1994 Ford Taurus and it's only got 50,000 miles. What does that say? <laughs> I don't know. She's not going far. No. Not from me. She's not if she can have it. You know, you know. <laughs> I broke those bonds about so, six years ago. So okay. um, it hasn't been very good since then. Well, we'll get, we'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. Well, that. I mean, you know. That's um, you know, he wanted an introduction. Jared started it out, and I went from there. I love it. No, I love it. I love that you have like a self help language. You know what codependency is, and all that. Oh, that comes up a lot on this podcast. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, I love codependency. I mean, really, we all. I mean, just knowing somebody is codependency, really, unless if you're just horrible to them. Um, well, it's a little bit. I was just reading this book. Have you ever read it? We are already codependent. You and I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to but, a very small degree, but we are. Yeah, I, I, well, I think everybody is to a little bit. Like, but there is a um, a book I'm reading right now called Attached, where it kind of says mm. like codependency as a term as like a addiction thing might be kind of a myth because it's more about like your attachment style. So Absolutely, you can be more like 
anxious and needy and all of that. And that's not bad. That just means that's what you need and you can be more distant or you Mm -hmm. can be someone who's kind of in between. So it's kind of like knowing your attachment style and attaching to somebody who has a compatible attachment style, kind of like astrological science, I suppose. Okay. What if it's though, just the way it was since birth, your, your main attachment. Yeah. Is that an attachment style because it was, well, that's what they say is it's modeled for kind of by your parents and your, your upbringing and stuff. But also part of it is that when you're an eight personality that you're born with, because my mother was the same towards my brother, but he t- ran with it a different way because he is a different person innately. Yeah. So where did he go with it? Well, my mom just always said to us, I just want you to be happy. And it didn't matter what that meant. If we were happy, that's all, all she ever wanted for us, period. And it's yeah. one thing I've never been able to give her. So, but my brother was always naturally outgoing, wanted friends, wanted to be part of life. You period. Are, but that's my earliest memories are panic attacks at two and three years old. Oh yeah, me too, baby. Do you? Okay, what was For your real? first one? What's your very first one? Okay, my mom called me when she was in rehab, and they handed me this the You're, phone. You have good reason. Fuck. It was like I was. She called. They handed me the phone, and I threw up on it. You know when you get really anxious and you just go like that. Oh yes. yes. Mine is usually in the form of diarrhea, but yes. Yeah, it always goes straight to your guts. That's the IBS is is a real thing. Yeah. It uh, definitely goes straight to your guts. So that was my first, like, that was my first panic attack. And then I didn't realize I kept having them when I was growing up until I did Oh, yeah. You don't Mm -hmm. realize it until, like, probably around, like, 12, 13 is when I started to realize something's going on here. Um, But my earliest one was I was a late potty trainer. I was a late everything. Okay. I think, you know, would be on the spectrum of autism um, if we are really talking about, you know, the 1980s moving into 2018. I might be, you know, diagnosed correctly. Um, but wasn't, you know. I used to work with autistic people. I don't get the Well, the spectrum is very large now. Yeah, it's Very true. large and very I'm true. probably on it. Um, Jared's looking at me like, no. I mean, maybe. Okay, there you go. Okay, I've got a maybe. A maybe means a yes from you. Um, <laughs> now then, um, my first one was, I remember I'd just been potty trained. I was in my red Oshkosh Bagosh overalls. Okay. And I pooped my pants. And I'd just been potty trained. I knew I wasn't supposed to do that. And so I just sat in my poop and cried for three hours in my room until my mom came and found me. And I was having a freak out over the poop in my pants because I thought I was so wrong. I was wrong. You went into that chain place. Was, that's naturally who I am. Wow. So it's just kind of like she catered to that. My entire life up until I realized it, like, pretty much right after we ended, about a year after is when the light bulb went off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, like, you really saw it. Right around 27 is when it was like, oh, fuck, this is Bates Motel. But dad's still alive, so not (laughs) keeping things going in the right way. Right. But But I I think 27 is that big year when everybody kind of... The seven's always the scariest part, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... The seven and the four. I'm always afraid of the seven and the four. Really? Because I think that's when you enter the mid and then the late. Oh. Personally. Are you like a numerology person? No. I just know that 33 doesn't sound scary to me and 34, which I just turned 33. Mm -hmm. 34 sounds fucking terrifying. 33 was a blast. I really enjoyed it. And Mm -hmm. like 34 was... See a little rocky. <laughs> you uh, you were finishing out your young thirties. You yeah. are now becoming truly midlife. Exactly. And how old are you? I'm thirty six. Oh, okay. So you. Oh my God, you're coming up on this. Are you having I a know. good year right now? 
it's so it is what it is. You're having a, a good year, aren't you? It's and it's about to come awful. No, I, when's your birthday? I hope not. It's an it's a uh, June. I'm a June tenth. Oh, you haven't had a time to fix like realize yeah. that you're about to come to the seven. Well, but I think you know I think it's been a real growth year. So it's going to have to be. You're yeah. entering your late thirties. I know. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. It's a thing, but. <laughs> This is fantastic. So you guys were you guys so you guys were in a relationship. Yes. Just reunited? Like as friends or how no, can I tell how I well, I want to hear actually what Jared has to say about how he thinks that we ended up reuniting. I know what I had to do on my end. I'm curious. I've never had this conversation. You are amazing. How we reunited? Never mind. I'll just say and see if you agree. I don't remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember everything, including the actual relationship itself. Um, well, I was drinking. Exactly. All the time. So how it went was <laughs> For the first, um, for the first three years and six months, um, seven months, three years and seven months, um, you know, he was a drunk. I didn't realize until about month two. I knew about by month two though. Yeah. Um, and you know, I had my two rules, which I told you about earlier. Just you can't drive a car, and you do not cheat on me. Yeah. You do not cheat on me because I didn't have a libido and I still don't and I'll never have one and so and neither does a drunk usually and it worked out great mm-hmm. except for when I wanted it and then it was a hard night because that's, that's how I got you to show me love. Um, <laughs> I only wanted it like once a month. Yeah, you sometimes you get busy. Well, he didn't say it very often. Anyway, so he broke up with me on New Year's Eve. Mm. It was the 30th. It blended together. Because New Year's Eve was the one and only time I cried out for help for me to come back. And you never got a call after that. That's not true. That is completely true. I will... Oh, you don't... You really don't remember. <laughs> so, on the 30th of that December... It felt like a lot. You broke up with me, and as you did it, and you told me that you were never in love with me, and it came to realize that it made sense why, and I was blind to it. Yeah, I no, really was in love. I thought I had my husband. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, I thought heart. you were my husband, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was it. I thought uh, it was done. Heartbreaker. Yeah, well, you're you're quite the catch. I thought I was done. <laughs> were, no, I wasn't are. then. But as he was doing it, I couldn't comprehend. I wasn't doing all this shit. I literally I was on cooking soup I and fucking. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I really didn't. Other than when we were in Tennessee to see Amber. Yes. I. That's did. when I decided I was gonna break up with you. Fuck! I, Amber was like, "No, nothing's going on with him." I knew that. It that was I remember no. very vividly. Oh, no. We were sitting. <laughs> Listen. No, everyone stop. Everyone. I. I've never wished for a Jared's video best friend. I came up to her. All that. Every time I had a moment alone with her, what's going on with church? Something's going on. Has he told you anything? Something's up. Uh, no, nothing. Ever, nothing. Did you not say anything to her, or did you? Uh, not till the very end. So she knew something. <laughs> Amber, if you ever hear this, she's not. <laughs> if you ever do, ten years from now, tomorrow, after you're dead, you come back. I don't care how. You ever hear this? Not happy. Okay, we were so- sitting in a Chili's. And you went to. You the- decided at a Chili's. Yeah. You- <laughs> oh, you have more class than that, Jared. Gilbert. We were in Clarksville, Tennessee. That was the classiest <laughs> place in that town. That is not the classiest place. There was a place called. Well, um, I guess the Army Base. What was that diner? Um, with that <laughs> that special diner that they only have in Tennessee. We could have done that. We could have, but Chili's we ended disgusting. Up. What did you order that day? I don't remember. Me neither, but gross. We were, oh, do, oh, I do remember. I just think I had the... the, the uh, can I guess? Bloomin' Onion. Well, that, no, That's they got rid of the Bloomin' Onion. Steakhouse, they it? make them for They don't make... Oh, no, they no, do they're they? done. They, they took the Bloomin' Onion off oh. the menu. It's the most upsetting thing that Chili's has ever done because it's the only good thing there. That's true. Did you have Baby Back, Baby Back? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I got... Oh, my God. I was even being vegetarian that day in Tennessee. Yeah. I had a veggie burger, I remember. Oh. You... Can't, you 
You decided while I was not eating meat. Of course not. You went to the bathroom, and then I looked at Amber and I said, <laughs> to "Have an IBS panic attack." <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna break up with them. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I knew it the whole time. I, I knew it the whole time. You were building up to it that whole. I knew something from the plane ride over. Oh God, I wish people. Why couldn't you just do it then? I've well, because Christmas was coming up. And so you decide to do it after Christmas? Yeah. I would much rather be morose and crying at the tree. That would have been a beautiful way. Instead, all the lights were gone by the time you If I could go back it. and do it again, I'd do it before Christmas. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like that fits your a, aesthetic better. That, yeah. Thank you, because yeah. I hate holidays. Um, that would have made it perfect. Well, I, I, I think my reasoning was Christmas. I knew how much you loved yeah. going I, over I and seeing my family. So I didn't want you to like, no, you know I'm, what I mean? I wanted you to go one more time to like see everybody. The fact that you stayed with me after you got out of rehab <clears throat> for as long as you did showed that you were trying when I look back on it. Yeah. But anyway, as he was breaking up with me, all I said to myself is I don't get what's happening right now, really. But I know that I want to know you forever. I remember saying that to myself. Oh. No, and it's true. And I'm sitting across from somebody that I just want to know forever. Well, I guess it was the now. next day when you called me and I said... It was the next day on the 31st. And I said, please come back hysterically. And you yeah. were like, no, you just held firm. You held super firm. Well, I think I told you we have to like not see each other for a while. And then we can like reconnect so and try at to that moment friends. i heard it and that's when i decided under no circumstance because of what i already decided the day before when you broke during breakup i didn't want you to go away for like and be out of my life forever and i knew you would be if i went over the edge and kept coming for you because i wouldn't be able to deal with the future from that and you would have just lord knows um i mean not dramatically <laughs> but you know right lord knows and that's when I decided you just need to lean on your girlfriends heavily and not be like they do where you've seen them like act. This is why girls get this reputation because they keep like trying to yeah, come back get, for it. And I was like, I'm crazy. not going to be that girl because of course I am mm-hmm. the girl. I have the girl's brain. I have the girl's emotions. It's who I am. And so I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to freaking, I was, I mean, I was at Lauren's either crying or I was crying over the phone with, with Maggie or just, I was crying with someone. I was always crying or mm-hmm. in my room crying. And that lasted for about three months. And then on month four, I started to actually have thoughts about it and I understood it. And I started to not, I wasn't towards the grateful period towards you yet. I became grateful eventually for some, I I, I would have never done it. So I didn't see it. And thank God you did. I realized, oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, like, how did I not see that somebody that was a complete alcoholic couldn't have been in love with somebody? Like, I didn't get it. You've done a lot of work. Like His first birthday... I redid his entire room. I spent two grand. <gasps> yeah. It was a bit much. Most people would have. I mean, just the fact that he was, was okay with that. Was it all jewels on no, jewels? No, 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 no. It was for he him. He had a very different aesthetic. And but he knew what I, I liked. Knew it was for you. Yeah. I wasn't, wasn't making a room for me. I was yeah. making one for him. Was it a lot of dead birds? Cause no, no, no. His, it was his... a brand new TV. Okay. It was a brand new bedding set. Oh. It was just. No, it was what you needed, though. It was what he needed. And that, that chest was so cool that you could open up. Not that you really yeah. utilized it correctly, but. <laughs> It was cool. Ooh. It was cool. That was the one item I didn't want to keep for myself. And my car fit everything to the brim to where it barely could mm-hmm. fit, but it could still do it. And I could still smoke a cigarette out of the car with my side window. Yeah. Beautiful. I didn't burn <laughs> anything. Um, but <laughs> what so a solid month move. five then hit and I was like, okay, I'm still a wreck a little bit, but not really. I'm just having moments now. And then it was the end of the sixth month. I remember, okay, I can be friends with him. I can see him very quickly or something. I can talk to him. 
Yeah. And it was just be, it was because you told me we need a break, and I took it then to an extreme level by you saying that mm-hmm. by like no 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 not nothing I can't even anything because it will turn into too much with me. Yeah. So I just got to not have you. Period. And then I can mm-hmm. have you again in my life. And it worked. <clears throat> it worked. I'm that way too. I'm like no, I don't break up and get back together. I don't want to. That's do, it. I yeah. realized that. Well, actually, no, I wanted it for a day, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's <laughs> really good at holding firm. Like I knew when this when this boy went to rehab. I knew for a fact he would do good. I knew for a fact he would excel. Like nobody, I wouldn't have that feeling about most people. I yeah. knew for a fact Jared Gilbert would succeed. I'm very good at sticking to decisions, even if they're terrible. You're yeah. just very good at um, once it's happening, it's happening. And period. And that kind of leads us into our until it's <laughs> yeah. until it's not. Yeah. That kind of leads us into our like our first anyway, question. We're really great friends now. <laughs> no, we are genuinely. Yeah, we, we are. are. No, you really are. are. No, I can tell. Like we've been having a delightful time. Yeah. Like sometimes I just wish you would be more open with me. Okay. So you might be get, get some questions soon tonight. <laughs> He's done the podcast. Okay. I'll send you the link. I don't need that one. Uh, <laughs> because this is about my pain. <laughs> <laughs> How do you in your life experience surrender? Like, if shit's not working, how do you experience it? Okay, so more like surrender when I've done it before, or what does it look like if I were to do it like in some big, oh, one moment? Ooh, both. Why not? Okay, so regular surrender, it depends on what I need to surrender to, because sometimes it is just turning on either... One of the blondes, you know, um, whether it's Jessica Lange during a blonde phase, whether it's Nicole Kidman, whether it's Kirsten Dunst, whether, you know, just uh, some blonde actress that right. are several of them in a row. Naomi Watts. You, uh-huh. you channel oh, Watts. yourself through uh-huh. these blonde actors. I mean, Melancholia was something that was in my life for like a long time that surrendered me to the depth of everything. Oh. Like it was on every night for two years. I mean, that's that cool. movie is, I've seen it's it everything. one time it's in the theaters. I got motion sickness really, really bad. Are you me? I did. Well, I get motion sickness easily and I get nothing but like, I go, oh, well, maybe it eats me alive so much that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that movie? It's so yeah, much. It's Lars Von Trier. But he wouldn't go back yes. to me the next five times. Mm. Yeah. And <gasps> I've never seen did, any Lars Von Trier movie more than once. Did Jared oh, tell you that's about the only his? one I've seen in the theaters. Usually oh, okay. he isn't easy. Every book, Melancholia. Oh, Melon, my Kalia every freaking day. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to watch it right now instead of doing this. Do you guys... Okay, wait. Wait. Do you guys both see movies, like, multiple times if you fall in love with them, no, like, obsessively? I, do. I don't think he... Do you? He does. I did for one movie. Okay. I've done it... But it's only actually if it's been two movies in my life. There's three movies I've gone I multiple times really out of control. to the theater. Four, actually. I'll rewatch okay. movies at home, but, like... Yeah. Like, multiple times in the yours? theater. The first time was when Black Snake Moan came out. Oh, my God, I remember that. You loved that Black Snake <laughs> You fucking loved that movie so much. I heard about Black Snake Moan that's for so the, long. That's the 805 in him. I'm the, I'm yeah. the same way with those kind of, like, dirt trash people movies. Yeah. I, I, for sure. Yeah. You mean Christina Ricci just in real life? <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean... Whatever. I mean, yeah. I love her. No, I love yeah, her. I love that for she's dirt sure. trash. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was Call Me By Your Name. God, um... Oh, you saw that several times? Eleven times in the theater. That, oh, that is, oh, that's right. That's so cute. He took me and my boyfriend, and then in the middle of the peach scene, like leaned over and was like, how you doing, Stuart? <laughs> yeah, just more confirmation that I know I wasn't with a sociopath. It took me one year to figure out. Yeah. One year. Did yeah. You? No, it was Not great a- when I found out that you weren't. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was because I met your mom. Right. Uh-huh. Isn't she fabulous? Oh! He, he knows... Us both before we both got sober. Whoa. Yeah, I don't even know when your mom's happened in the switch because it was all mingled up. She with got sober three months before I did. 
I just know that Patty's hate towards it over, and I was so I was Patty's soldier. Yeah. If I had to pick a side, so it didn't matter. Like, like you're meeting people who have like experienced a very wow. different like dynamic. Yeah. Well, and I was on your, you know, whatever hap- whatever Patty's house wanted, I yeah. wanted to. Yeah. That was just it. He was there for all the trauma. Well, I was wow. also there for every holiday. Right. Every holiday for four years. That was my family. <clears throat> I mean, Aww. no, no, it's a great feeling. Like, I just miss them sometimes, but no, it's not like sad or anything. I have nothing but like good feelings about Jared, like yeah. in all of it. Like, I met Patty at AA Bingo. That, no, you didn't. No, I didn't. I met her at a meeting. I met her you at the meeting. You meet Patty. Not Patty. Patty Patty's my aunt. Patty's oh. Out. Wait, who did she meet? There's another Patty that's my mom's sponsee. <gasps> who did she meet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom. Oh, oh, she met your mom. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. No, yeah. I love your mom. It's just, I remember when we, because were, we were the two people approved to go visit you in the um, yeah. rehab. Yeah. Um, and especially when you were going through the detox. And I remember eating dinner with her. And she was just asking me questions about your, like, alcoholism. And yeah. I'm like... Well, she was only three months sober at that time. Exactly. That's why it yeah. was very, like... Tense. Weird for yeah. me to figure out. And yeah. I'm just, like, not able to deal with... Right. Both of our energies There's are very strong. She and I both have very different strong energies. But I think both of us are very, like, oh, okay, you're going to be dealing with this right now. <laughs> um, so, uh, and so the yeah. two of us together also about a very serious topic. Um, I didn't know any of this because I was on enough... We were eating Italian food. We were eating... No, this is what was over dinner... <laughs> In between seeing you, we took yeah. a break and went and ate Italian food. I, I don't know where you people went. I had sometimes no, I had no key. Sometimes I had no you key. were there, and then other times you were gone. Yeah, but you that's gotta, you that's because you did disappear. I saw you kind of vanish literally sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I just you wander you, away in a Valium haze because I'm like, I don't know. No, you didn't wander away. I think you people. had a teleportation ability. Oh, did I just not? I was there, Jared, but I just like, I told you, like, over. your mom didn't explain to me that that was what was going on. And I was just, I just kept saying to her, I'm so worried. Is, this, is he gone forever? Is he gone forever? I didn't realize how much you were loaded up. Oh, yeah, they gave me Like, a you were way more loaded than you ever when you were drunk. Mm-hmm. For like, like a week. Um, I mean, this was what it looked like. Everything. I mean, honestly, yeah. it was yeah, okay. okay, imagine, like, we have an Jared, oh my gosh, I miss you so much. Okay, we've got um, forehead. And then vanished. She pooped. <laughs> forehead forward, mouth slightly open. No, Zombie. the mouth wasn't even. No, I mean. I don't Zombie pre eating. Ma- he didn't yeah. like he was about to drool. He looked <laughs> like he was about to go somewhere. <clears throat> Were you there when my mom tried to get me to play ping pong with her when I was um, in detox? Oh, uh, there was a lot of things that we were you we, we tried to get you to do so I can't remember okay. we kept asking you to do things and you would say yes but then you wouldn't <laughs> yeah that's that not, sounds like yeah me. that's every alcoholic ever and then I your that mom would end up in a room alone together and you were gone again yeah you wow. poof, 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 poof. I mean it's like it's a full security lockdown place and you can't find Jared anywhere She's gone. She's not even in the room. <laughs> sneaky out. little Valium elf. <laughs> I mean, it's like, fuck. <clears throat> I've never seen like somebody poof like that ever. I mean, it's just poof. Um, but anyway, I just remember that we were two on the poof list, and it was um, strange that, you know, I understand why, because you put the two crazies on the approved list because they can, of course, be around, you know, that environment. Did I put anyone on the list? No, just the two of us. Yeah, that's who you told them. They were allowed to come. Nobody else was allowed over. Patty, wasn't, nobody was allowed oh, over. Oh, I didn't want to see any of those people. Me and your mom were the only people allowed to court. I may have been fucked up, but it wasn't that fucked up. So I still do love you for that. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. still being my boyfriend up until you weren't. So that was awesome. Yeah. And because I loved that whole experience. Remember Shar? Wasn't that her name? The counselor? No, no, no. The one that was. Oh, my God. Singer. Not the skinny blonde one. No. Those her roommate. Yes. I loved her. She yes, was you did. Everything. You remember how much I loved her? Yes. Oh God. And the suit boxing that was just flying everywhere around her. <laughs> Even though she was in rehab, it's just was, I mean, she was apparently allowed to have it. Just well, suit boxing everywhere. Those little octagons everywhere all over her room. Oh, yeah, wow. because she was um, ambient addict. I mean, yeah, she was an ambient addict. And um, on Vicodin. Suboxone? 
she was, was on painkillers too. The ambience seemed to be more. She was asleep. She was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, Listen, everybody. no one in that place was doing well. <laughs> well. I'm just saying she wasn't really awake for her addiction. Right? Do you remember Gentry? Oh, the the guy. My roommate. Oh, hot, right. Gentry, hot roommate. the one that got kicked out for the, the heroin being found in the drawers. No, that was the other kid for oh. the, for the pot being found in the drawers. I thought it was a heroin drawer. No, it was a, it was a heroin drawer? drawer. They were heroin oh, addicts. Applied at rehabs. You, wait, what? Oh, I really think that... I, I, mean, I used... It, how many people go to NA or, or AA and still smoke pop? We just don't talk about it. Honestly. I mean, some of them do, and some of them have asked me about it, which is interesting, because I'm always like, no. Right. <laughs> oh, and I always am like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think if you're going to do that, you should maybe not be in those programs. I maybe think that a that is very program. elitist, and if, if it helps them... Absolutely, get sober from everything else but pot. Hmm. Why the heck wouldn't you encourage that? I mean, if it works for them, it's how just many a people different... originally go into rehab because of their pot problem? Oh, I got I, I smoked a ton of weed. I drank, and you, had, and you had to go to rehab for pot. I didn't go to rehab. I went okay. to meetings. How many people have to go to rehab and whatnot for pot? And more now. I hear of it. It's rare, but it happens, especially I now think with you like know medical. Where I'm going and what I'm getting at, and no, I think no, I don't, I don't disagree. <laughs> There's different ways, well, like you weigh on on like this. I would, it, like I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's that program thing they tell us not to have opinions on outside issues, and the thing is, right. is that is very technically I'm just an saying, outside issue. I go to NA, and mm-hmm. I literally hear about alcohol. I hear about every drug under the book. But nobody ever screams out about and the pot and it killed me. There's several. Yeah, my I do. sponsor talks about pot being his drug of choice. I talk about so. it all the time. It's, it, well, it's my drug of choice too because it's the first one you did and it's the one that should always stick around because it's awesome. <laughs> and I'm sorry, it doesn't ruin anyone's life. My brother's never excelled better than he is right now, and he still smokes weed. The reason it's legal now out here because it doesn't become a problem. I think for me, like the, for I think it, for, for this addict, person. it does not work. Like no, I, that's just a personal thing. I still don't know why you would tell somebody that's in the program that might slip up on something that is, does ruin their life. Yeah, don't touch pot because if that's what's keeping them at bay from it, that's frankly, it. pharmaceuticals, which they have me on a million of since I was thirteen, and I'm in that loop probably for the rest of my life, mm. are much more dangerous than pot. Well, the, what they, would you tell somebody to stop taking their medication because it's legally prescribed? They're having actually a really interesting debate in NA right now about um, drug replacement therapy as being addressed in our literature. And so that is that is a conversation that's ongoing. But then how do you yeah. decide what drugs are, are appropriate then? See, it's a great this question. This is why I don't like it. This yeah. is why I like going to meetings and I like the program. Mm-hmm. And I'll even go as far as to getting a sponsor if they're loosey-goosey enough for me. Loosey-goosey if, enough. <laughs> well, in Oregon, there they exist. I just, you know, they do. But basically, it's just kind of the idea that if you as a person know that because the program is there for you it's not there for anybody but you to get right. help I mean that's who it's for and yeah. it's really hard for me to understand that because I'm never about me right. I hate so I, you've, you've dabbled in 12 step oh absolutely okay absolutely just because it's nothing but helpful if you realize it is there for you mm-hmm. and what you can get out of it and not worry about you have to follow like you're saying this rule this rule this rule I don't ask anybody questions because I know it's there for me Okay. To get what I can out of it, and the stories I relate, like tonight, right? I got crushed as soon as I heard the Jason. You know which story it yeah. was, and it, it hurt. The dog guy. I don't know who was talking, but you the know guy what, with the dog. You know what part yeah. was said? Yeah, it got me. Yeah, it was a real. That was there was a but heavy it was, share. It was my story, if I heard it correctly. Yeah. Um, wow. To a degree, I mean, so um, that one just got me. So there's things in there that happen that you so, realize. What program do you identify with the most? I enjoy... AA meetings are much more dull and rigid in comparison to NA. 
Yeah, I'm an NA girl. No, okay, so you yeah, get it. I get Even it. if I, because there's a lot of alcoholics yeah. that go to NA. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they go there because they, you just feel more like people are being real. Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I like the way the book is written. And I and like, it, well, yeah. because it's more loosey-goosey. <laughs> it allows people to feel more comfortable easily. It's just easier to feel safe there, in my mm, opinion. Interesting. Yeah, I I always felt super safe there. A is like in your face with like all the old timers. It's got such a thing going on that it's like, get ready. This is the program, and this is how we're gonna do it. I like and how you went on Oprah, be, and we know how it is. Oh, I love Brad. Yes, exactly. But it can um, get, it can get that way in NA too, especially. Oh well, in that, you have to find out which meetings are good. Yeah, for you, yeah, type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. But like. I just find that there's so many different walks of life usually that are, or that come yeah. from, and the fact that there's all these different drugs of choices that these people are from, yeah. right. it's a lot of different, the, the summation yeah. has a better feeling for me at the end. Yeah. I just get more from it. And I mean, all I ever do when I go to meetings is I talk about suicide. That's all I talk about. Literally every single time. I mean, I just scream about suicide. Because that's usually when I need to go to a meeting is because um, I might not even be having a big drug problem, but I know I can scream about suicide there. Nobody's going to care because it's anonymous because there's no suicide anonymous. It doesn't exist. There right should, no, there should be. There is no, there's a hotline. I, go in the, I, talk, I call the hotlines. In Southern California, there's a depression anonymous. That's not suicide. That's not suicide anonymous because then we'd all have to be called in by HIPAA or something. I don't know because that's the or whatever. The, you know, yeah. If you're going to hurt someone or hurt yourself, you have right. to make a phone call. Well, so there's no suicide anonymous. So you just have to go scream about it, you know. And Besides, relapse would be a one-way trip. <laughs> um, exactly, exactly. Well, no, here's the thing. is that It's very hard to look up the top ten ways to kill yourself because they make you go through, like, several pages of, like, are you sure this, you're not trying to kill yourself? You should call this number. Um, and it's like you keep clicking and eventually they allow you to see it. And you see that things like swallowing pills and cutting yourself are, like, numbers nine and ten. They don't really work. And it's yeah. funny that usually in these rooms, that's what people talk about right. doing. And it's like, it's not successful. So it's a cry for help. Hmm. If you really look, top three, number one, gun. Number two, noose. Number three, my favorite, what I would do. Well, Car? Combine it together is jump. Oh. Jumping into water with rocks in the pocket to Virginia Woolf. But into the... Virginia like, Woolf. Virginia Woolf, but through the, through the sky the whole way. Right. That, like that a much, is... not, I'm not going to walk into the... Like river, a stone angel. In and, yeah. and just sink. Okay. With her book maybe in my hands. Which one? All of them. <laughs> How did you? I feel like you bejeweled a suicide. That's what that is. I, it's like the most so fabulous like, you know, suicide. People like dream their weddings up and write it all out. Mm-hmm. I have my funeral all written out to a T. What's what it's going to look like? And I got to get Maggie the power of attorney when I can. Um, so because my parents will never would never have this, but um, Maggie's in charge of most of it with the power of attorney, and then Ben will be second in charge of dealing with the people as, at the actual event. What am I in charge good. of? I was thinking I don't listen to music. Sure you were, are you allowed Jared to? Are you okay with it being part of it? Some people aren't funeral. okay with knowing You're that I have plan- a plan for Are you planning this like now? Are you I'm always planning. Are you I'm, I've been fantasizing. I have. Oh no no no! This is romanticizing a decade-long process. Probably about ten. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, that's what I fantasize about. Have you ever thought about being a funeral planner? Um, no, absolutely not. That sounds disgusting. Okay. Because <laughs> I was just going to say, because it's like... I don't want to see people's dead bodies. My dad... No, funeral planner. You funeral. don't do like you a... Don't dead bodies. See, you don't. Yeah. You don't always have to. You end up seeing one. Like There's a cadaver downstairs in the place where they do that. And but, this is about my ashes. 
yeah, both my parents were cremated. My dad's funeral was dope. Like, it was really fun. And, like, in a way, I mean, it was sad. I wept the See, whole time. See, you it said was dope. Like, you know. But that. it was, there's a good funeral. Like, there's such thing as a good funeral. And if we and, all planned our own before we died, we'd have a lot better even yet. Yeah, he was sick for a long time. So there's a lot of planning involved. And then my mom died, like, really suddenly. And it was just, like, oh, seven people fuck. in the living room of, like, a trailer fuck. home. <laughs> it was, like, real depressing. And then my uncle just sort of, like, unceremoniously dumped her ashes into okay, the okay. sea. <laughs> just so you know when you say when you talk about a mother I I'm sorry I mean no 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 I feel like so bad for you uh, for some reason no, nothing I had nothing no feeling when you said your father and that's just that makes it a little sick I should feel bad for you either way no but, it's <laughs> it's my uh, so I apologize for that I should have like had a different reaction when you talked about your don't worry about, about it both of them now. were kind of nightmares and also magical they were care. a little bit both a mother is a mother yeah there's nothing like being able to be a mother true there's nothing like it that's what, like I said, you're the superior sex I told you earlier. Hopefully we'll all get the opportunity to do it someday. Oh, God, no. I know at age 12, I would never want to be a parent. Really? Did you know that you never wanted to be a parent? Or do you, still, or do, do you want to be a parent? No. See, he knows too. He knows too. He's a great uncle. Not a great uncle. Oh, I'm, like a... I would be a great <coughs> uncle, Stephen, if you'd allow me to be. Um, <laughs> We're going to move through a lot of family drama on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm at the peak of my family issues right now. You are. Oh, at the peak. Okay, well, let's get into it. What are you doing? What are you doing to like get? So better? surrender, by the way, looks yes. like either Nicole Kidman in you know my favorite is either Birth. Is, okay. Is oh god, it's everything. So you lose yourself in these in these um, amazing uh, these yes. Usually it's a a a just absolutely tour de force you know type of performance. And the What's other movies, your Nicole Kidman movie? So I love Birth, okay. which a lot of people have not seen. Um, but that's the same. Did you see Under the Skin? He's only done no. three movies ever. What about Practical Magic? Um, no, I will watch that, but I have to watch it secretly, and I don't tell anybody about it. It's kind of like how you watch Bravo. Is pro- Practical Magic falls into that category? Right. You don't talk about it out loud. Right. So, <laughs> did you watch um, uh, Big Little Lies? Oh, of course. Okay, let me tell you something about Big Little Lies. Okay. <laughs> Big problem with my Big Little Lies is this: is that amazing, 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 amazing would not have been amazing without her. Let's face it. True. Every, I mean, everybody else carried it with her. <clears throat> Reese Witherspoon did her Reese Witherspoon, and we knew she. Without her, I don't think it would have been produced. I know she had the idea to make it. Their scenes together are really good. And she was obviously humble enough as a person to allow Nicole into the movie or show to make sure it succeeded mm-hmm. because you know she wanted to see it. And let me tell you something, though. Did anybody watch Feud? No. <gasps> I haven't yet, but okay. I hear I have. Oh. <laughs> if you didn't already love Jessica Lange before, way before she you know, became an American Horror Story fan, which we all know her now as that from our, anybody under the age of 40. She is an amazing actress ever yeah, since the 80s. she did everything, yeah. But so much that we don't even know about. I mean, she did, but she never does interviews. And I remember she only did one American Horror Story interview, and that was for season two, went on Ellen. And Ellen said, is there one thing that you would have done different? I would have done a lot less movies and spent more time with my family. So, I mean, Yay. she's amazing. And I love her to death. And, and she's just an awesome, awesome, awesome person. But... Feud was so much better than anything she's ever done in American Horror Story. Really? She was everything. And she would have won that Emmy and that Golden Globe if it wasn't for the hashtag MeToo. That's the only reason Nicole Kidman won that year. Promise you. You think? 100%. She, that was, we were riding on that I because of her was, character. I thought it was that very convincing red wig. It, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying otherwise. But it was because of the trend that we were going on and the way yeah. that the publicity would go with that. That if you saw what Jessica Lange did mm. in Feud... 
it would have been a solid win if that show did not get the, the boost. momentum boost from the hashtag me too. Hmm. And did you know that from the very beginning, the creator said, I will never make a season two. Now there's a season two coming. I know. With Meryl Streep as Alexander Skarsgård's mother. <gasps> it's going to be awful. Oh, but out, but oh. no, it's gonna no. <laughs> they're every, they're all they all don't realize the trap they're falling into. It's gonna be the worst thing we've all ever seen. We're all gonna be really upset, and I mean, all my, I don't think I can watch it. All my blondes are gonna kill me. Like M- Meryl and Nicole finally on screen together, and this is it. But, the, the, this is it. <laughs> the show that they promised wouldn't come out because did we all see the ending? Obviously, and Laura Dern, by the way, fucking. <laughs> is oh. that a positive hump? Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> anybody that's David Lynch's main muse? I know she's incredible. I mean, who else gets to be the main muse of David Lynch? Do you follow the Instagram? I look like Laura Dern. She's a comic in New York. Do and I? She does. Do I? You do have a very Laura Dern look. You can do it. I wanted someone to tell me that. You can do it. Yeah. You have a very Laura Dern look. Oh my fucking god! I love you. <laughs> But you have to follow that gram because it will bring joy into your heart. It's amazing. Okay. Okay. So surrender sometimes looks like that. <laughs> sometimes though, it looks like um, I want. It's just it's mostly a thought of wanting to be able to scream really loud, but I don't because there's nowhere to do it. Yeah, if you had I, a car, um, you could scream in there. No, no I don't feel safe <laughs> there either. What about like a screaming box? No, I think you just I, put it over I, your I head. Need Iceland, I think, is okay. the only way. Iceland, like Bjork, the country. I think of Yoko Ono and her oh. wishing tree. You know about her wishing yeah. trees? Do you know about those? I don't. I don't know a lot about Yoko Ono. Oh, I know everything. <gasps> Yoko, should... I'm your biggest fan. If you're hearing this right now, I hope she's hearing this right now. Wouldn't that be crazy oh if Yoko Ono listens Yoko to Twelve ono. Questions? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I would not be surprised. I would, I, right? That would make sense. Yeah. So. What has been the most... So ins- the music would be another big surrender. That's how okay. I get into a place of surrender. And then the big aha surrender, Yeah, I don't know it because I don't think I deserve it. Mm. No, it's fine. I mean, you don't understand. Like, that's... Uh, you'll know when you have to make an aha. I will change. <laughs> you'll see. The okay. anima- this okay. animated face will drop into a pit of sadness on okay. the floor and you'll know. But I just, I, I, I think you're a gem. We've known each other for a whole so three hours. And that's I think you're why a gem. I, I can see, I sense worthiness in people. I only know that I don't kill myself and I stay alive because the people that are close to me, such as yourself, Jared, you're tier two because you don't talk to me enough. Otherwise you would be tier one very easily. Um, you have a ranking system. He does. Absolutely. Because <clears throat> how else are you, because I don't like to have too many people in my life. But I like to have very close people in my life that I do. Your even quality if I don't see over you alive, quantity. Like, Elaine's still tier one, but I see you probably more than her, but she's still tier one because she's Elaine. I've just mm-hmm. known her for so long. But you wouldn't have to put that much effort into becoming tier one. Not at all. But the one, the one rule I made also when after he broke up with me, I will never call him again. He has to call me. You broke that rule a week ago. No, and then we talked about it a year ago when you addressed it, and you finally realized, why am I always the one calling you? It took you about five years to figure out. Yeah. But then, then I said, fine, I'll, 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 break, I'll stop it now. But that was, and it worked. It was a great feeling, because I was always the one calling him during our whole relationship. I had a guy friend that we were like always like flirting to uh-huh. connected, but like never together, hooked up a couple of times. Uh-huh. And um, a friend of mine, Samir, was like, here's what you do, honey. You answer every second text. 
or every third text. You don't answer the no, first one. Make him would, come oh, and no, I would you. definitely always answer the first one on you if you would text me. You just had to give me the first one. That was yeah. not. I never even got that. I, was always, I know you're saying that. I was always the first one. Yeah. I was the first one for anything. Did you notice even today? I waited for your address until the. I knew you would give it to me at the freaking 11th hour, just like you did, making me on pins and needles wondering if you're going to send me the address. But I was like, I'm not asking. I'm not asking. I'm not going to. He'll get it. He knows he's responsible. It happened eventually. No, and it did. <laughs> but you knew you caused me anxiety the whole way through for 24 hours. Well, I remembered, and then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, address. So, but I did it. I still stick to my guns with you, because I know to. But anyway, um, surrender, and also kind of looks, this is the reason that I'm able to surrender to stay alive, is that even though I hate myself so fucking much, so fucking much, just always have, I know that the people I love so closely would not lie to me. And if they are telling me that they see someone great and they love me, I know they wouldn't lie to me. Yeah. So that means I'm distorted and I'm not seeing myself clearly. So I know that to be fact. Yeah. So I'm still here because so you, I see, see that they see me and then it mirrors back at me in a mirror that I can't see if I was to go stand in a regular yeah. mirror myself. And it says to me, well, they're not lying. I still don't get it, but they're not lying. Right. So maybe I'll get it one day. Yeah. Still haven't gotten it yet. But maybe I will one day. I think that's really valuable to just understand that the reporter in your head is not an accurate reporter. That yeah. You have to seek outside reassurance. Yeah. I mean, there's about, I could count it on but, um, three hands, the people that have led me there, mm-hmm. truly led me there. Not counting immediate family, because right now they just don't count. I get it. I'm kind of on an off phase with my immediate family. I never have been until now. Yeah. So it's very odd. My yeah. best friend is gone with my brother. He's just he's gone. It's gone. Mm. It's gone. Can I make the sound? <laughs> this is the time for the sound. Oh. <laughs> What's been the most insane moment sort of in your life? Mm, explain what you think insane means, because I think every, uh, every, every moment's insane. If the most insane birth, I guess, being born. Okay. Some people, they go, like, insane, like, positive, cool experiences. Some people go, like, oh, insane, like, crazy experiences. But you don't have to. You can no, just leave it as you were born. I just live. I, I thrive on insanity because I love the chaos because I love to self-sabotage. And I like to set the system up to fail. Okay. That is what, because I know, and it always is worse. When I went to Portland, I saw that dissipating on its own. And so there's a direct link to my mother with this. Huh. Like direct, because no matter what, she'll still allows it. Mm-hmm. Even even though we're not talking now, she still it can't explain it. It's just in the air. It's in the fucking air. It takes um, yeah. I mean, it takes. Let me. Oh no, my mother's special. It doesn't take anything, but you, my mother is. Oh, I totally. I don't mean to. I don't. All of them are crazy. Dennis. I do believe that all mothers are crazy, but only time I've ever felt somebody got it that knows me is when Maggie came to rescue me from Portland with my parents in an airplane and she saw the whole thing through and getting me out of there. And she said, after 18 years, I get it now. I have that experience. And nobody else has ever seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. I have that experience with my grandmother. So people don't, I don't like bring a lot of people in my life to meet my grandmother because she's a lot. She's definitely like, She's been a marriage and family therapist, and she's been married and divorced like five, six times. That's like, awesome. Yeah. She's, I mean, just the divorce part, not the rest. But Yeah. She's like, she's incredible, and I love her. And also, she's like one of the most gnarly people I've ever met in my life and like very hard to deal with. And so when people meet her, they're like, oh. Oh, so it's, but she's still herself. 
See, the reason people, yeah. my mom meets people, but she, you, don't, you don't meet the one that my brother and I see. Yeah. It's a completely, oh. she knows how to, she, she like will a never Stepford be wife that How old thing. is she? Like, even my brother's wife, I, I don't think has still seen it. Really? How old is she? Um, my mother is, if my dad just turned, or is about to turn 60 on Sunday, that makes my mother two and a half years younger than home always. So she just turned 57? Yeah. So... When she's 70, 80 years old, it, she won't be able to code switch. It'll be, she'll just be stuck on psycho. No, no, here's the, well, she, I see she's not psycho. Ex- is that, it's that she, she loves us, me and my brother too much. It's uh, truly pure unconditional love, but that coupled with, like, I'm the only one that wants to, to address, like, deep thoughts and you know i philosophize everything and blah 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 all the things that i would love to talk about in the world are not my my family it's not them and so they don't acknowledge pain or whatever my parents like have a perfect marriage Mm -hmm. outside of the fact that they have no one but each other that they see like friends don't exist to them and i don't care that's what i always loved about being with you i don't know if it's because you just i was drunk i know i just i like having time space like i love the two to three day a week boyfriend i don't like the seven that day a week boyfriend that is the dream by the way yeah. no I'm, that's what i think kept me more so in love with you it was like oh okay there's always like it's not like in your, in your face all the time but you know it's coming like that week at some point yeah and that's just perfect it was always just perfect like yeah. the amount of time that we spent together like it was because i couldn't ever i don't think i could ever see myself doing too much unless if I guess it becomes to the point to where it's like you're that comfortable, like okay. to where like my living with my mother is that comfortable. You know? So that was kind of the insane it's, moment living with moms. Still is. Yeah. He's well, moving soon though. I'm she's, doing it again. So once I finally recognized the codependency at age like 27 uh-huh. and addressed it with her directly, verbally every day, did it, you read, everything like, fell apart. Did, I, yeah. Everything. No, I didn't read anything. How did you... I just always knew what codependency was. I just didn't realize I had it until... My brother basically moved out is what happened. He got married and he moved out. And that's what made everything shock to me. That plus just about a year and a half was when we broke up. All of it together was just kind of like... There was nothing there to block what was really happening anymore. It's all about abandonment in one year. It all just was like whoa, this is so not normal what me and my mother do. The fa- and, and Like, what is it? Describe okay, so it. imagine this. You want to do your laundry. You know how to do your laundry. Okay. You're walking downstairs with the laundry. You start getting 20,000 questions about how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Then you go into the laundry and you say, okay, I remember all the steps that you showed me because there are 20,000 ways that she told you exactly how to do it. She's now behind you, but without letting you know she's behind you at this point, because you know she, you know that you, she knows that you are not going to like that. But you can, feel her. you can feel her creeping. You can feel her creeping. You can just smell. Well, that plus she direction. stole my dog from me, and so I can also hear the dog click, 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 click um, behind her. Um, so you know the team comes. Um, grandma's girl should just be mama's girl because she doesn't have a dad anymore. Um, anyway. Um, then all of a sudden, there's, I've either poured the wrong amount in. I've either, you shouldn't use this then. You know, why do you always use fabric softener? Why? Why? And it's like, because I like the softness. I don't care if it fades. Um, and half of it might be lies. I don't even know what, if it's lies that she's telling me about it. But I do know. I mean, now she, does, she lets me do it now because I've yelled too much. But that's what's ruined our relationship is that yelling about things like laundry. 
Yeah. And it's like I start to do the dishes. No, 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 no. I'll do that. No, no. It's just like you can't do anything for yourself. Yeah, you can't because do it. You can't do it right because you're not good enough. Now sit down. And I would be fine if it yeah. was like a helpful hand, like a 33% help or something. But it's 150% help, and you might as well leave the room. But then if you leave the room, why the fuck are you leaving the room? And she's upset. Uh-huh. To do Both the of help my parents anyway. actually that way, really. But I just, my dad has very few interactions. So, hmm. um, so yeah, it's just. It's all these little things that make you realize that I've moved out twice. Once when I, so I tried to go to UC Santa Cruz after high school and I realized getting you know, a 4.3 GPA meant nothing mm. um, when you have n- you're an emotional two-year-old, yeah. like a lot of the time. And I mean, I was in a room of four people and I remember writing to them, you either need to put me with females or I need my own room because uh, I think it's a psychologist note, but I cannot deal with other like men. Or, I wrote something crazy about penises in the room. Like you can't right. see them. It, it's, but really it was because there was, it was really the guy that I shared the bunk bed with was, he was about seven feet tall, literally. And white as a ghost and had four computers going four monitors at the same time. <laughs> one you, World of Warcraft, one he was decoding on. and encrypting. One was, um, I think, maybe schoolwork. And the fourth, maybe porn. I'm not sure. So no, I think it was your, World of Warcraft. There might have been two worlds. Your college roommate was Slenderman? No, no, only for Slenderman <laughs> for two weeks. I got, oh, I got another quick. Trust wow. me. I, I got an admin to fucking get me out quick. into my. So I got a single room. The single room was like in the basement of the building, and so like I looked into like a tr- like the tr- roots of a tree when I looked out my window, <gasps> and that is where that same room where a beetle nested into my ear, and nobody believed because I felt something in my ear when I woke up one morning, and nobody believed me. They're like, "You're just crazy. You're just crazy." Because I am crazy, but guess what? I was so annoyed. I put a pull, put, put tweezers ah! into my ear, and then I. Just, Big black beetle came out. <laughs> I was right. Something was in there. And it was okay. a beetle nesting. That's easily the most insane story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. That's just, oh, no. Ear the beetle? raccoons attacking me was more insane. <laughs> I was, I, I, so I didn't, it was in that first two weeks, same two weeks, okay. actually. And I didn't want to sleep in that room. I, so I slept outside on a bench. And that is you, when, you know, there's deers walking sleep. around, compl- uh, yeah, around you, campus and you the raccoon can't sleep problem. in raccoon, like, territory. Well, <laughs> and there's a blanket over me. So they don't even know that there's a human under there. They so know. all of a sudden, I feel these things hopping on me because they want to get to the trash can next to me. And I freak out and they fly off of me. <laughs> and it's the mom and all of her babies and they all just run underneath this little, like, you know, deck. And I can just see all their little eyes and they're just like, like the mother, like, hissing. And um, I just sat there, like, in fear. And then I looked to my right and there was a doe. A female deer. And um, <laughs> that was more insane. For me anyway. Oh wow! Was, there was about I think I think I counted six, six out of BDI. So that's a lot of woodland creatures. The deer, <laughs> raccoon, and then um, there's signs about beware of the the cougars. Yeah, but you never see the cougar. I was always looking for them, and they weren't. But I didn't venture out far enough. They're at home yeah. watching. Always find a homeless Oprah. person. Yeah. <laughs> homeless person on campus before for a cougar every time. <laughs> Freeloading homeless people that we all give into. Yeah, I mean I gave them to all sorts of things. I I was smoking three packs of cigarettes a day, but really only two because I gave away a pack a day. So yeah. it was hard in St. Chris. But basically, I could not deal with it. I stopped going to class, stopped everything, was watching Days of Our Lives um, at 1 o'clock, and then um, would... I mean, I just I just didn't leave the TV, but it was very not big enough TV because the dorm room was so small. Um, Santa Cruz is... You literally are in a giant forest, and so it was like building, forest, 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 forest building forced, yeah. forced, 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 forced. And I don't like to really walk. I mean, not 
in the woods. I just have to look at the woods. I didn't realize that part. I didn't. Yeah. I really didn't. Sounds like a good idea until you get there and oh you're my like, God. oh, right. so much hiking. Great idea. <clears throat> like moving your body, period. I mean, there might even be a path. Um, mm-hmm. It's not really a hike, actually, but, you know, it's a lot of moving. And then to get on the buses there, it's just, it's like, oh, why are you on a bus instead of your feet, you fucking non-hippie? <laughs> and then I felt like, and I was at part of the, the college part of the, the school, so I felt like I had to be extra good at it. My cousin's at UC Santa Cruz right now, actually. And how long has she been there? Uh, not that long. She transferred from um, uh, you know, if, Oregon. If you don't leave, you either leave within the first four months or you stay there through yeah. the end. You're either gone or you stay. There's no oh, middle ground. Oh, my ex people. went there before he uh, got a manufacturing charge. All right, <laughs> let's start getting into your 12 steps. I'm ignoring them because I'm afraid of them. I love it. Let's okay. Let's do it. I'm let's get do open. it. Open my you're, box. You're feeling it. You I'm do, opening my box. Your box is very open, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, what? how do you make decisions in your life? Oh, the heart. One of the two hardest ones I wrote on the list. Damn it. Okay, decisions. This is how I do it. <laughs> if I have to make a decision, I usually just avoid making it. But I end up eventually making a decision by situationally, I wait till the last minute. Yeah. And I end up excelling, usually at cramming. Okay. I often always surprise myself at how good I am at something, because I tell myself, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, with every task. The simplest of tasks, I say, I can't do this. But then I don't ever not want to do it, because I would never not do something and follow through. Once I say I'm going to do something, I am going to do it. But yeah. I'm going to torture myself the whole way through. Yeah. And that's my MO. I mean, that's it. So then I get it done and it looks fabulous, but it could have been way more fabulous if I actually would have just done it and not stressed myself out, done it right away, and then I could have looked at it again when I needed to actually, that's like kind of more work what I'm talking about there, but... I think the results would probably be the same, but you would feel better. No, I think the results would be a lot different, actually, because to the other person, they might be the same, but I would change differently, and so then eventually the results to that other person would be different. True. So... Uh, something I want to change drastically and I also know I make decisions based on what depending on the person and depending on what that person within the conversation or whatever it is is talking to me about the decision is usually to please them because I would never want to upset anyone truly I mean unless if you're coming for me first I mean and then it's and then it's that's not often people don't usually come for me yeah i can't imagine that i was never bullied in school and i was like out starting in ninth grade right away wow and it's only a testament to my brother because he was a senior and he took me under his wing and mm. that's when we became best friends and he gave me friends for the oh, first time that. ever because he was in drama and choir and like i went from having not a friend my entire life to having oh. super super cool friends like I mean, Elaine is everything. If I, I mean, she's everything. I mean... You've known her since high school? Yeah, yeah Elaine's pretty chill. Yeah. Elaine's just the best. I mean, she's... Uh, I, I admire her more than any of my friends. I have nothing but pure admiration for her. Just, she wouldn't understand why. I know that's what she would say to me. But, man, do I admire her more than anyone I know. Mm, I like, love that. Like, truly. And do, I, I think you could understand why. Like, yeah. Um... Because I love people that are more calm because um, they calm me down. That's why I, I love always being around you because you're so calm. No I matter would, how crazy I get, you stay calm. Even if you're in the, on the inside, maybe you're not. I, I wouldn't know. 
Because you don't say anything. No. Nope. But um, <laughs> you gotta get to know. But, but you no, gotta but get to just, know Jared a long time. No, no. But that's what's that. beautiful about yeah. it is that like I I appreciate that so much in a person, and so but Elaine stays calm, but at the same time she doesn't, in the sense that like she and I can just talk about anything. What hurts me is that the longer I don't see somebody, I interpret that as I have not been a good person to them. So then I yeah. start making decisions based on my shame. So that's kind of how I make my decisions is how shameful am I feeling at the moment and what do I need to do to rectify that to a person? You and I have a lot in common. I'm actively like working on that. Like I don't even know guilt yeah. anymore. I only know shame. Yeah. And I truly do, because I don't believe I do bad things, but I believe I am bad. Oh my God, are you guys going to be best friends? I know. I want to <laughs> give you so many self-help books right now. That would, no, like, really... I don't really like them because most of the time they take too long for what could have been written shorter. Can we... Okay, then I've got a TED Talk that'll blow your mind. <laughs> a I couple can... of TED Talks. How about you tell me about the books that are self-help? I love reading. Just okay, Brene... I think self-help books are better read in fiction. Yes. Uh, well, you would really like her because her name's Brene Brown. She uses, like, storytelling to, like as her research model okay. and like um she talks about like shame she talks about the difference between guilt and shame she talks about like fear and anxiety and all that See, stuff but like here's the thing about that to talk about those things you have to realize them all yourself as your own interpretation for and them mean anything and so why read about it so that's the thing is she she talks about it like she when she does the TED talk she says the starting point is she realized that in order to be a wholehearted person in her life she had to um, that was the antidote to shame was to be wholehearted and it gave her a nerve she had a breakdown okay gonna be dumb for a second what does that mean to be wholehearted yeah it's her whole it's her no, what does whole that mean? I don't know that I've never it's like her that. whole like interpretation like her of philosophy philosophy thing. of like how to be like a vulnerable and so beautiful person without vulnerability is an interesting part of surrender. It's an interesting yeah. part of everything you're actually talking Super about. Super vulnerable. Because mm-hmm. I believe that I am a very vulnerable person because I, I really am very easily, but I don't realize how much in the moment when I'm with people mm-hmm. that even though I'm being completely vulnerable, that's when I lie to myself. And that's when then because of I'm lying to myself, I'm telling what I think is the truth at that moment. Cause I'm so, obsessed with making sure people feel comfortable even though that's a lot of times not what that ends up happening that i don't realize i'm not actually being vulnerable and, her, and then i realize it after the fact when i'm alone yeah what i i've, I've been in that cycle 200 times i'm the yeah. type of person that will text you i'm so sorry i offended you and they're like what are you talking about it's yeah like, she'll apologize to me via text i'm like what are you i've gotten better about the apologizing the have i not you have i really yeah. really really that's one thing i can say i've improved on is that I, I still do it on occasion, usually mostly in regards to if I go on a date or if there's any type of authority figure, I do it a lot. Men in general, I seem to apologize to a lot. When I do it for girls, it's because they've, I start actually empathizing with them. And then it's like, it is a real apology, but it doesn't need to be had because they're not actually upset with me. Um, so it's a whole different thing with men. It's almost like I need to um, do it because I'm afraid that, mm, the power that I don't feel I am allowed to exist within this world and assert myself is going to be asserted on me in a very harsh way unless if I apologize profusely. Have you ever heard of ACA, Adult Children of Alcoholics? Adult Children 
But my parents aren't alcoholics. They don't have to be. They are like the most straight-laced people you've ever met. They can be like emotionally chaotic people. They're not emotionally chaotic. My mother, my mother would... Your house is nothing but emotional chaos. But not my father, correct? <laughs> like literally... But that's uh, my mother, though. Listen. Well, no, my father, I know. my father has emotional chaos. No. In way, shape, or form. But he's contributing to the situation. Oh, absolutely. With his behavior. That's because he's so... Would his behavior his be classified as chaotic no not in the general like textbook definition no, he's but is he contributing he's to the chaos in a very significant way yes he is poor thing didn't ever know it was happening to him. it's not fault. about that no it is though i know but it's but like not, i'm no, saying for you not for steve i know no i do see it now yeah. it took me when it all like came back from oregon you make a great point because i started developing i've never talked to this man my entire life even though he said I love you to me every day growing up. Really? It always was there. Oh, both my parents like was very into I love you. Like, and I was, that's a big thing for me. Like, I, I just, I always like to say I love you to people because I think it means so much. Yeah, that's huge. Um, it's so, no, he was a great father. It's just that, and I, I asked him after we kind of started having some dialogue because I was like, I can't talk to mom anymore. I can't do it because it just, it's too volatile and we're disrespecting each other le- left and right. Because I remember one night he just, I mean, dad never does things like this, but I just remember there was one time he's like, can you both just shut up? You both are interrupting each other. Stop blaming each other for interrupting each other. You both interrupt. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. It's just like, uh, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. And I walked out because I knew how right he was. I don't think my mother thought agreed, but you know, um, I was so glad that I felt like he was actually validating me right. at that moment because I did believe that about myself, but it's yeah. like she doesn't see that about herself because she's so blinded by unconditional love. Yeah. And so how can you really blame someone then for something like that? Because it's beautiful, but you said it, you saw it firsthand. It's emotional chaos, is it not? Yeah. In my house. And if you were to say that during a time I wouldn't of describe my life, that as I love. was ha- so happy. My version of so happy, but yeah. still incredibly depressed. There's, there's a comedian. His name is Moshe Kasher. He wrote a book. And that's wo- true. You spent the night in shit. You saw it. Yeah. yeah. His description of his mom was: if she could, she would sit on top of his chest to breathe his air. Like that. Mm. She, if she could, she could crack him open and like drive him like a car. She would do it. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I wish my mom talked like that. <laughs> no, that's the thing is that me and my mom are nothing alike in the sense of the way we think, but we are in the way we emote. But our thoughts are completely apart. Yeah. None of the same thoughts, like zero. Wow. But our the way we feel the world and whatnot, a lot of it, not, not completely, but a lot of it I think is very similar. Yeah. She gets over things where I can't. She doesn't have Maybe the obsession. She doesn't. she doesn't have the OCD, but she has the anxiety. Yeah, maybe I think my she's dad OCD is from my father, and we just don't realize it because he's yeah. so level. Yeah. I mean, no, I've never met a more level freaking man in my life. Yeah. That man is just Eagle Scout, steady for the course, balanced equilibrium in every freaking category of life that you could imagine. Wow. And, and, it's, and it's genuine. Huh. He smiles all the way through it, and it's genuine. Huh. It's like I admire him so much, but at the same time I don't because it's like, when I asked, did you know that you were never involved in parenting us? Even, like, did you know? And just asked him that last yeah. year. And he said, yeah, I knew. And I said, didn't it bother you? Well, no. Because, you know, your mother. And then that was kind of the end of the conversation. Wow. And he's right. And so he was smart. See, that's how smart and logical he is. Is that he knew who, 
<clears throat> but to stay to keep his marriage happy and the house happy, that was the correct choice that he made. Hmm. Even though you're, I understand that in regards to me, Jared, when you say it, it contributes to the chaos, you're absolutely right. But at the same time, he's made nothing but good decisions for our family. That's all he's ever done. And my dad has made nothing but amazing decisions for our family. Because hmm. he's also unconditional love. 100%. Because my dad would never deal with somebody like me in his regular life ever. Ever, 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 ever. What do you mean? He's so steady and whatnot. He would never have somebody close to him that is chaotic. Okay. Like I am. Ever. He just wouldn't. But instead he does, and then some. He gives me nothing but constant. What if we were I'm to call it something different? Like, you have a lot of energy. And no, but I don't. I do when you talk about my family, because it's everything right now. Is yeah. This is what I'm trying to make go away. Like, my brother, I have to tell myself, like, he's dead, like, almost to me. Like, I mean, he's mm-hmm. like, I literally tell myself, oh, he's just, he's gone. Like, he's gone. What's the next question? What's the thing you've learned the most about yourself in this whole process of your life? Um, Like the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself. passion I've never had I've never had an identity I don't have really an identity Jimmy my identity is my mother in a lot of ways not completely because like I said we're nothing really alike but it's not bedazzling everything no but I'm driven by my emotions and they override all my thoughts which I have a million of I, they just don't mean anything. They mean nothing. I, They're null and void. I don't feel like I have a right to exist. I don't feel like I have a right to feel, and I don't feel like I have a right to have power. All those things are just not there. I don't have ground. Can I reflect something back at you? Sure. You are an artist. But what does that mean? So and what? And you are a... It means you're creative, but and that's you're everyone. vulnerable in that. That's not everybody. Well, then how come everybody says it? <laughs> well, that they're an artist? Yeah. Because like we live in Los Angeles. <laughs> well, it's, it, make, it makes you not want to be one. Well, but I, mean, I mean, you're an artist and you're warm and you're loving and you connect with people. But like, I, like, I think to myself, if I were to write a book, I wouldn't want anybody to ever read it. That's silly. Well, or I'd only want it to be allowed to be seen. Like, you'd have to come buy a book. I still buy the book. But that doesn't make you any less an artist. No, it doesn't. But I just, most artists before, like that we appreciate now, painters, whatever, old, you know, old yeah. writers that are dead now, they didn't become famous a lot of them until after they died. Right. Right. And that's the true, like most, like the most beautiful art is the most tortured souls. And a lot of the time, at least the art that I love. Maybe that's why you have a purse full of just incredible, absolutely. beautiful no, things. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. You know what's in my purse? Receipts. <laughs> um, I mean, that's... Here's the thing, the one thing that I have confidence about so much, and that's why I get defensive, like, when somebody, mostly usually Maggie, comes at me about it, is that 
I don't think twice about what I put on and I, I look look like. And I get dressed up. I don't go out most days. I don't leave my house. But there's a new nail, a new look every fucking day. And you look it's, incredible. It's not documented. It should be because it's the one thing I love. It's the one thing I love to do each day. Why don't you start taking self-portraits? Because I'm Instagram. too afraid of technology. You use a camera. We use huh? a Polaroid camera. <gasps> Polaroid. See, and that's what I remember when I asked if I could borrow one. You said no. Did I? We'll take a Polaroid you, you, of you, you today. You have enough working ones at the time or something. Oh, anyway, I have Polaroid a bunch of busted Polaroids. You're correct. There's one right there. Can yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have a couple. That one's probably the easiest one. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, oh my God, a hug is happening. What you're hearing is a hug. It's a loving moment. It's beautiful. Thank you. I love it. Come here. Oh my God. <laughs> We're all hugging now. Mid-podcast <laughs> hug. Oh, I love it. Okay, we're going... Oh, okay. There's a cord. <laughs> we're all good. We're all good. I, um... <laughs> I... I don't know. It's one of those things where I didn't know I was a creative person until someone told me. But see, you, I know I'm creative, but that doesn't change anything. It changes everything. But I create... And it is my one enjoyment in life, and just like my, I can look fucking batshit crazy to the world, and I don't give a second thought to what the world sees. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't. Like I have nothing but confidence when I walk into anywhere, as far as the way I look. But that's what. Creates- Until somebody speaks to me, that's when I freak out because it's like I don't want to have out of a conversation because I get scared. Well, what creativity gives you is the ability to have confidence. It de-stresses. It's. It is getting a ready sense for of the self-love. morning. It is my most stressful, but not stressful. It's like a beautiful, stressful. Yes. Like I love it more than anything. Even if it's just going to powder your nose, whether if it's just going to do a quick outfit because you've got to be under an hour today. That's quick. <laughs> the hour's quick. <laughs> <laughs> quick to everyone. I love that. <laughs> um, I mean, who doesn't? I'm getting better about if you're gonna, you're putting, you're gonna always try on the ten outfits before you find one, and you do have three outfits that you like change into a day. And like I said, I don't even leave my house. But there is three. It's a three outfit day. Okay. Um. So I mean, because it's so much fucking fun. And, it is really fun. And it's just closet dress ups the best time. And I mean, it's so fun to like cut up clothes and turn. It, oh my god! So <gasps> I, I love my favorite thing is like I did discovered because I um, I they must. I don't know who made these shirts. Oh, well, actually, I do because they were shirts for like gay men like for like some gay site or something from like the 90s or something and so but <laughs> just they're, made they're out like, of dicks they're like the muscle shirts that are cut right here right uh-huh. but then it goes the dip goes like all the way down yeah. here well Love i it. didn't know these shirts existed until like three weeks ago really <gasps> no so i started favorite. cutting up all oh, my longer you've shirts you've never been into a gym okay can we wait then they're kind of loose fitting yeah. and yeah oh my god where do you get them gyms no 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 everything's tight athletic no no i want a loose goose like a <gasps> nip slip on occasion because yeah. you bent a certain way you can also take a regular over. shirt and cut That's it That's what I've been out. doing. That's okay. what I was doing. Yeah. Anyway, I've been doing this. You I'm can, off the mark sometimes. Ross's junior section. No, I used no, no, to no, rock no, no, those all the time. Long enough. You've got to have the whole thing. I, it's not going to work. How about a little halter? What? Is that female? No. It's no. like a, a shorter shirt. No, 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 no. no. I don't want to show belly. Uh, crop no, crop top? No, you just want this. I want this. This shirt basically is a great example of a type uh, of that I would want. Uh-huh. And then basically this would all be gone and then into here. And I just okay. feel like so proud of my body during this. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the last three weeks. It's my new thing. I love it. I like fucking love it. 
especially around Newbury Park, it's so fucking hot. Around Newbury Park. It's so fucking hot. Like, man, oh my God, it's the hottest thing to ever hit Newbury Park. Like, <laughs> I believe like that. A freaking, uh, there's so many nip slips that happen, and my nipples are like the third thing I hate most about my body. I used to do the, like, After I used your knees. to do those, those <laughs> side <laughs> What's wrong with my knees? Nothing. I've never even thought about my knees. You, oh, don't even say that to me. You oh, always bring up your knees. That's right. You always used to nobble, nobble them. Like, nibble, nobble, they're squishy. Tickle tickles and bugsy bugs. Yeah, there are some novel novels. Okay, you would always, that's why, you're right. I forgot about that complex because I threw it out the door because I forgot about it. I never had it until you came around. You oh. started knobby kneeing me about my I knob. like your knees. No, you you made fun of them every you time. You are got, beautiful. I think you, you are that, mixing right? up my enjoyment. <gasps> Those legs, though. No, your oh legs my are God, incredible. You just basically just told me exactly what he thinks about the knee, too. <laughs> no, but they're incredible. Legs, <laughs> but your knees are a part of your fucking legs. I heard what he interpreted it as. I'm saying that your knees <laughs> and your legs are beautiful. I like saying? your knees. But what, They're what's great. Wrong, what's, what is it about them? There's nothing wrong with them. Why would that them. be on my top three list? This because I thought you, you never liked your knees. You're because you didn't. Remember I, how you said how do you make decisions? Yeah. Because he didn't like them, I didn't like them. I never oh. said I didn't like them. That's how I interpreted it. Oh, okay. I interpret things all day long. My father's made me realize it more than ever because he's a very logical yeah. person. That what I... What they say... Mm-hmm. I hear the words, but mm, completely. The, so the oh, story sure. you tell yourself, like every, yeah, pretty a much confabulation. Along. Strangers, yeah, not strangers. I don't. That's why I like to spend time alone. Is because I know this about myself. I know I'm, I distort it. I've learned to say to people, the story I'm telling myself is this. I got that from a Brene Brown book. Yeah. <laughs> the story I'm telling myself is craziness. Uh, and then someone like Jared goes, no. <laughs> and I go, okay. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, nipples, moles, and then tummy are my three. Not the knees, huh? No. <laughs> Definitely number one is the moles, though. Why the moles? Because I've gotten over 25 removed, and they keep coming. Well, I mean, that's just what happens to people with moles. Yeah, that's what happens three with... Three times a year, it's and like, I've been, like, five, six, seven years. I call it cheetah white so, people. Yeah. yeah they I, get the cheetah disgusting, spots. disgusting, though. I hate them more than anything. Like, see, this scar right here is finally almost, like, faded away, but I remember I waited until... That was the first one I got removed, and I felt so liberated, because I had it until, like, eighth grade. It was so fucking disgusting, and I was like, I'm not going into high school with that thing. How big was it? It was a flat one. But it was like, it was like the size of Cindy Crawford's, but flat. Oh, well, it's probably cute. Oh no, it was disgusting. It ruined every school picture, every single one. My school pictures were awful because that freaking mole was just staring at you. It was just, should have been mole ropes instead of just rope. Photoshop them. Um, yeah, yeah. No, they the, Photoshop. The school wasn't gonna do that for me. We can do it now. I don't want to now. I'm saying it's gone now, and I felt liberated. And you know, I love scars, so I like. Oh, I mean, like, do you see how? Yeah, yeah I, I noticed. Oh, they're hot, aren't they? I stopped at 20. They're like 13. I stopped at 20. <laughs> I used to work in drug and alcohol treatment. I've seen a lot of those types oh, I mean, of scars. I just like mm-hmm. how like perfectly organized they are. It's very meticulous. So they look like a tattoo to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is? <laughs> what is your level of honesty in your life? Um. Oh, the question level of honesty. Um. Like right now, everything I've told you tonight, uh-huh. completely honest. Will but will I completely not talk about things because I know I will completely break down and I know where my breaking points are and there's a yeah. lot of them. Yeah, we don't want to break anybody. No, I don't want you yeah. to either because it looks really ugly and I'm an ugly crier. Me like, too. I'm the ugliest crier. I'm, oh my god, it's the ugliest. Um, and I have a lot of them lately. Like there's so many. 
Mm-hmm. And so there's not, it's funny as you get older, how much you realize that people just want to hear what makes them feel like you're okay. Yeah. At least for my case anyway, because otherwise they either are going to, I'm afraid, leave me and not because I have like an abandonment issue. I don't have like that complex, but just <laughs> I expect that people are going, it's going to be too much for people. It's why I can't get to a third date because it's too much. Probably. I don't put myself out there maybe enough, but it's, it's probably why. I mean, that's why Jared stuck around because he maybe the alcohol helped. But also I think it's because you are so calm and you don't just make staff judgments about anything like you can sit with it for a while. Jared definitely has it's a, a great type. Quality. <laughs> I'm, I've discovered because the friend I met, the friend I met Jared through Wait, is like a really type? like high energy eccentric. Yeah. Yeah. With a lot of self-doubt. I'm the anything, same way. Anything else? I don't know. I, I mean, know, right, we're very the similar. Profile. The abandonment no, no, give issue. Me a, give me his the abandonment issue stuff is very Jared, similar for me. Profile? What else? What? What else do you look for? What else look is your for type? anything. She just gave me things I didn't never heard you say and they were all true. Yeah, but I didn't tell her that. Yeah, that was no, my obs- I literally us. when we were in the meeting I leaned over and I was like, "Man, you really got a type." Yeah. <laughs> really? Wait, 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 wait. I really want to hear more about this. Because we have friends that are very like Whoa. emotionally and like they're all artists. We're all artists and we're all like I have no idea. emotionally kind of whack-a-mole all over the place. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you cuz sometimes I was like you I hated this about me. Sometimes, I thought this is what you hated. No, cuz sometimes I come in the room and I'm like, "Jared, and I'm like running around like crazy person he's just like all you right loved silly. me for all of that quality that quality the whole yes. time <laughs> Sorry, we, got, hug we got break. more hugs <laughs> happening i mean i'm a little bit mad at you too about it but mostly i just of love you course. for it everybody i think now your jewel right in my ear thank you see that's what i'm talking about you still love <laughs> oh me. my that's god what you love is the jewel in the ear i'm finding out right now if you're listening right now i you have a very stevie nicks quality to you and i love it you don't like that <laughs> statement okay well she was part of this band called Fleetwood Mac at one point, and like that kind of. Yeah, I mean. It made her not as cool overall for the rest of our lives. True. And Gypsy's a horrible song. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but stand back, I can fucking stand back so fucking hard every fucking day See, of my life. Oh my god, I love standing back. Do you guys love to stand back? Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh my god. What about I landslide? Landslide, I fucking slide. I slide yeah. down it hard, and it's hit, I hit the ground every time. What about Edge of Seventeen? I don't think I know that one. Sing it. It's a little bit. Sing Give me a little bit. Lyrics. I know lyrics really well, so. Yeah, but it's like a, such a mealy mouth song. Yeah, it is. Give me a just a one era. lyric, like in Edge of Seventeen. Tri- <laughs> one wing dove. Oh, that's the same song? Oh, Oh, my God, I love that. The one-winged dove. Anything about a dove. If if something is about a dove, a snail, a a, a butterfly, especially if it's starting out. No, there's none. Okay. But if it was. What about the mollusk? Um, I don't know about them. Uh, the sloth is my, I, I just love, there's not really a lot of songs about sloths. Bats, though, there's a lot of songs about, I love bats. I've held a sloth. 
I wish I could have. They and smell. I'm so jealous. They smell. That's because they the, don't move all day. They're, they're like, all they're like um, um, those. What are those things that we are domesticated chinchillas? Yeah. They're like that. If you don't move, you're just in a dust bowl. I yeah. don't blame them. It's just yeah. musty. They're musty. Yeah. They they smell like a towel left on the floor. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm gonna rub myself in that sloth every day. Now I'm, you've affirmed my belief in them. And the fact that if they fall into a river, they just drown because they're too slow. It's <gasps> so fucking beautiful. It's <laughs> fucking beautiful. <laughs> poetic like, animal in a lie <laughs> that is so fucking poetic i can't deal with it like i can't even oh my god the thought of this right now is just so poetic what about that one sloth in the planet earth that swims to his mate across the river that was a special sloth <laughs> i think it's if there's like a, it must have been was, sure it a lake. was there a lake maybe and the water wasn't moving i mean was it, it was, a slow water yeah it was, was like it not big, deep either it, no it was very deep it was he was going for it he what, was going from one bank Planet Earth no, 2. Planet Earth 2? I, wa- I do yeah. remember the sloth. It's like the first scene. I swimming to his love, though. Yeah, he's trying to get might himself a girl. Might have been too stoned, so, you know, don't, don't, don't smoke any pot out there, Alex. <laughs> well, he gets... Just he, keep drinking your booze and uh, doing your crack and shooting your heroin. He gets to the tree and finds that she doesn't... She already has a mate. So oh, I do to, remember that. Yeah. That was a horrible scene. Right, that's the part I forgot. It's not a love story. It's, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I hated that part. But he was cool. He, yeah, I just... I he mean, went for it. Yeah, and he, what was the point? He, he almost died. In the the effort. That was all for naught. What else was he going to do? Eat a leaf? Um, no, it wasn't what he was going to do. It's what she didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> What is, uh, how do you deal with fear and anxiety? Not well. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I agree. I, I adore you. I also don't deal with it well. I have to, I have to like. No, I live, I, I, the thing is I thrive on it. It's my fuel is to not deal with it. That I wouldn't know how to exist if I didn't do that. Channel it into the nervous energy that is your life. And it's what I want. When I, it was uh, the most amazing thing that there was only there's only been like two good people on the suicide hotlines that I've talked to, and I usually call them on a good day. I like to talk to them on a good day because that way they don't get scared. How many times a week do you call the suicide hotline? I've been doing it like about once a month for like the last like six months. Okay. So, but two of them have been awesome. The other four, maybe sometimes twice a month. Do you month. like a therapist? I uh, used to, I, but then I went from I've done I did I've done therapy for so many years, yeah. and then I went into energy work, which I found out. I fucking jacked off all my money into a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Um, that the guy you were seeing? Theta. Yeah. When I was doing Theta work. Yeah. If you're listening to this. <laughs> His name's Theta. No, it's If you're listening. Theta. No, but I call him Theta. Listen, Steven. <laughs> also, my brother and my dad's name, so it makes it even better. But listen, Steven. You're a hoax. And you're taking everyone's money. And I know that I was coming for you, and I always contacted you, and it wasn't like you were totally a hoax. And I could totally tell that the hoax was working for you. But it didn't work for me, and I want my yellow calcite ore back. Is that what you paid him with? No, that was a present because I was so like there was transference going on. Uh-oh. Even though his, I met his boyfriend several times, I didn't even know he was gay at first. Because <laughs> he's so quintessential gay that he was that straight. <laughs> what? <laughs> so he was so gay he came off really straight. Yes. <laughs> Plus he was a energy theta working where there's always abundance. Does that mean he fucks a lot? No, that means that he's um, always abundant and he's in, he, he's uh, it's very, he's in theta most hours of the day now. He doesn't really sleep anymore because he's, he's in theta state because there's the the beta and the um, 
whatever, there's like five different types of waves that we deal with. And then like if you look it up, there's this one called theta, which is like sleep right before you sleep type of phase. And he's always in it, I guess. Ew. And so, so what does he, he do? No, 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 he's doing great. Clearly, but the part of it is that he's just like, he, people are coming to him for the smile and the look and the fact that he believes his own lie so well. Yeah, people are no, but it's seeking working for him. meaning and reassurance. No, but it's doing. He, but he did the same thing to another theta person, yeah. and he was part of the point oh oh one percent that it worked for. And fuck, does it work though when it works? Oh my god, he was riding theta waves so hard. Like, I mean, I mean, he was just coming all over that fucking theta dick. Like, like no, I'm serious. <laughs> I've never seen somebody so fucking hard over to their fucking work. Like, I mean, I'm not, not kidding here. And it was working for him, though. Okay. So fucking happy. Genuine. But it was such a lie and took so many thousands of dollars from me. Thousands? Well, it was, you know, 150 appointment. And I was going once or twice a week for a couple months there. Wow. Because I was really into it. Yeah. I started writing saying, I'm giving myself over. I'm giving myself over. And I can still believe in Jesus. And he said so. Did you almost join a cult? Wait, which part? <laughs> The Jesus or the him? Him. No. So basically, if you look it up online, it's something that's been around since 1991. A lot of okay. people still don't know about it. And it's you kind of want to experience <clears throat> it. You understand why. Because I actually do believe in some energy work. Like, I totally believe in rebirthing. Like, that whole class I went through. When I went to massage school, you only have to take four months of classes. Oh, okay. I was there for two and a half years. Oh, wow. And then I couldn't be, then I didn't ever become anything with it because I realized I He didn't massage me all the time, though. Oh, no. I massaged friends and family like no other. I still would. I'm bringing my table with me to San Diego for extra income because Maggie's going to want them all the time. Yeah. Um, So, um, and I love to give massages if I feel comfortable. But, like, that's why I believe in energy in general because... So people bring their shit into there, plus mm-hmm. they're naked on top of it. And it's like, naked. I mean, how much more ridiculous can it be? You are not just, you know, figuratively naked. You have a literally naked person in there. And yeah. that person wants to bring all their shit and dump it on you. I ain't the person to deal with that, I realized. <gasps> shit. I realized that today I've been caretaking this little old lady. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I can't. I, I'm done with caretaking in my yeah, life. Yeah, because you don't know where you're going to get. Yeah, it's too much. Like, I know what I'm going to do with my friends and family. The people in my class, the reason I loved my school is that they did not operate a student school that made, basically, they made extra money by having people come in and get really cheap massages to yeah. make your hours. We only massaged each other. Uh, it was like, the woman in, in that, that opened up the school, to this day, is my, like, her and Yoko Ono, Tilda Swinton. Those are my idols. Love it. Um, I mean. You do have a very Tilda Swinton look. Tilda Swinton I love and it. Bjork. And um, who's the third alien that I'm, I'm not sure if, if they're from here? Um, <laughs> Yoko's questionable if she's from Nicole here. Nicole Kidman was eating bugs. Nicole Kidman <laughs> is not. No, her and Jessica Lange you would think could be alien, but they're not. They're just great actresses. Okay. They're just great. And Jessica Lange is way cooler than Nicole Kidman, but not. It's just Keith Urban isn't the greatest look for anybody, but it's obviously, <laughs> it's obviously she was. Here's the thing. Why did we all believe that she couldn't have kids? They had to adopt those two ugly fat children. (laughs) She hates them, obviously, because she let him keep them. And she ran from Scientology. We all thought that was because she couldn't have children and she immediately gets pregnant with Keith Urban's baby. I think she just didn't want to deal with Scientology. No, she didn't want to deal with the fact that he was gay. Well, I mean, that too. Like, I mean, (laughs) Nicole Kidman wants to get banged hard and Keith is giving it to her. Yeah. While seeing I'll see him. Yeah. I mean, it's hot. I Sometimes mean, it's really hot you're just she's like, doing. cowboy take The me fact away. that she decided to go live in his southern, like, Tennessee or Kentucky instead of staying in California is pretty fucking awesome and does say something about her. Well, she has her own kid and says, goodbye, adoption. 
I kind of you can have them, Tom. Right. <laughs> well, stay in Scientology, please. Well, it's because Scientology won't. And then Kitty Holmes fucking had a baby, but I don't think it's his. I don't think it's his. No. No, I don't think it's his. I mean, we're never gonna find out. She won't take that paternity test. I have okay. A couple like a month or two ago, there was an um, was it which one? One of those freaking tabloids uh-huh. said uh, Kitty Holmes in prison again. Um, Tom again. Cruise, blah blah blah. And I've never to this day opened up the magazine. Just sits next to my bed. And I relate to it so much. Me and Katie every night just look at each other. On that, on that <laughs> I understand what she's going through somehow. <clears throat> what is the thing you'd like to change most about yourself? Everything. Everything? Meaning I want to just like not, a character. I, want, I want to not be here. I yeah, want to like, disappear. I want to, I want to poof. I want to poof like you did in that room. So Valium. You're. No, that's, you're st- I'm, I, I'm still going. I'm still, I mean, come on. I've been prescribed since I was 13 and I still go, go, go. Mm-hmm. You're um, 12 step like adjacent or dabble or within. Uh, so yeah, you get sure. it. Like, Ooh, there were some digs there. No, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I didn't mean no, it like that. was my humor. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that was genuinely my humor. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings. You've been never, so vulnerable. And I don't ever want to hurt your people's feelings either. Okay. Like, so if I'm okay. saying something like that, it's because I'm comfortable with you and I, I love it. I'm trying you to. You should get up and give her a hug. I get, we're good. We're good. Well, hug. I'm going to like crawl over to it. Oh hug. my God. <laughs> It's an audio format. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my heavens. So what character defects would you like to work on the most? He's singing. They say only the good die young. He's made it to my side. I just looked around and she's gone. That was wonderful. That was delightful. Yay. (laughs) Your call. Oh, no. Why? Why? So that was a Yoko Ono song? What was that? Okay, so her new album that's coming out on October 19th at 85 years old. Wow. First album of new material since 2013. And she's doing songs that are hers previously, mm-hmm. but redoing them. And it's called War Zone, and it's because she feels that we are in a war zone at all times now. Like, everywhere. The world I think is she's correct, war. yeah. She's always correct. <laughs> Since 9-11, we've been in a state of, like, re-traumatization. And so she is basically singing the same songs, but with her voice at 85. And it's so awesome, though, the way they song. And so many of them I've never heard before, and you can't even find the originals, because she's done so much right. that we just mm-hmm. can't even see it. But she does have a song. She has an album called Why, and the okay. title track is just her screaming the word Why for nine minutes. I've heard of this. But she redoes it for her new album. She's releasing a new song each Tuesday, leading up to October 19th. And the finale song, though, which she wasn't allowed to ever produce before, Imagine, because they always said that she didn't actually write it. There was no proof that she wrote it with him, with John Lennon. And finally, proof was found a couple years ago with an interview by him. Yay. So her final track will be a new track of her singing Imagine, which she's never done. Yay. And then on the 19th, it all comes out, right? The whole thing, that's where it ends from that. So by then, so every Tuesday, a new one comes out. And the last one that just came out, track seven of the 13 tracks was Why. What a way to release an album. I love that. um, Oh, and she did all the cover art for each one as they come out. I mean, she's just, here's kind of like. (gasps) Oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. She's, She's everything. Woman power being redone. Uh, all about it. woman power. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check it out. N- w- will you? I will. I mean it. I- am I the type of person who checks the thing out when yeah. I'm like, I will check it out? I will yeah. check it out. 
What? Mm, will you? I will. Let me see if you will. Hold on. Let me give you a little taste. Okay. This is this is the calmest one. You don't know what I'm into. My I'm favorite. I'm saying this is the calm one. She's still hard. Did you ever sing in Japanese? We sweep the course in the offices. Fine hands that should be there. Cats on the hill. Ready to kill. I like that. Where do we go from here? In 85? I know. Oh, it gets really tired. This is where it gets good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm grinding it. You are grinding it. <laughs> a song. Silence. There's a fine woman that shouldn't be there. To sweep lots alleys. Find Jason that shouldn't be there. Ding dong hell. Pussy in the well. Cats on the hill Ready to kill Are you ready? Ready Blood and horror Are you getting Ready I don't think you'll listen to it anymore. You, you know you don't like it already. No, I think... No, first off, I'm a big uh, Tom Waits and... Um, uh, um, now my brain went blank. No, it's okay. Yoko's just Portishead and like... I like, I I like, like Portishead's last album, which is only three. We all waited for the third one forever. Yeah. And now I can't listen to the first two because the third one was... The third far. one's incredible. It's... it's, it's uh, so much darker and perfect. I like, uh, bought bootleg tickets to the Coachella they did right after that, that album. Oh, that was and awesome. The, I, I, I stood there and wept. Oh, God, I <laughs> wish I could see concerts now. Cell phones have ruined concerts for me. I know. I'm. It was amazing. I. I did not. Obviously, it was not like a. I had a flip phone at the time. I didn't see that was I, when it was still things were okay in the world. Yeah. You could go to a show. <laughs> um. What is what is your experience of forgiveness? I forgive very easily. Yeah. I accept myself, but I don't know what I'm not forgiving myself for. Kind of like it goes back to the shame and guilt thing. Yeah. Because at this point, I know that my last thing I want to do is hurt people. The last thing I want to do in theory then is hurt myself because that hurts people when I do. But I can't stop that because it's what makes me feel good for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, so I forgive those so easily because I don't have room to not. I have no room to not. I had no room to not forgive you when you broke up with me. I had no room for it. And I'm, I mean, I just didn't. I, I, when I care about you, I fucking care about you. And when it gets to a level of like, once you hit a point, even if I never do talk to somebody again, I will love them forever once you hit that point with me. I'm ride or die for somebody till the end. Like, 
it's just who I am. It's ingrained in me. It is. It's what I. It's the one thing I do appreciate about myself. Um, maybe it's not a good quality to have. Maybe it's unhealthy. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it's a good quality to have. It's one that I don't. I don't want to go away. So I forgive easily because there's a few things that I couldn't forgive just because I would be scared that. Like I said, I'm very much a woman in the sense that I know like a lot of gay men like to have these open relationships now and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I just simply couldn't do it because it would make me, I would, I, once I'm in a relationship, do associate the sex with love, like no matter what. Yeah. And so that's why I never would cheat on someone. Like I would just not be on a relationship if I needed to get my rocks off so bad with somebody else. Um, or you could probably sit down and talk to me and be like, can I do this this one time and really explain it to me? And like somebody really explained it to me hardcore hmm. and made it sense to me and I gave it the okay. Then I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't love it, but it would, it, we would have to be really far down in, into the relationship for me to understand that. Um, but I could, I would try. Yeah, I would try. I'm Latina. But I, I could couldn't forgive do that. that. I could forgive that, but I would forever think that I wasn't lovable. Hmm. And Jared never broke that rule on me. I don't think that you're aware of. I'm kidding. I never. No, oh I mean, I would, and if you told me now, I would be fine with it because we're, we're I was too drunk to function. I couldn't do anything. No, I know you. No, no, I can. I can. There's nothing. So I mean, I'll, as much as I say that, as no. much as I say all these bad things about myself, what I do know is that I've got intuition yeah. in droves. I mean, I, you, I don't necessarily use it, <laughs> but I, I have intuition just almost too much. That third eye is just fucking pulsating like nothing yeah. else all the time. I'm so freaking hyper aware of certain things. Other things, I mean, like um, don't hit the car in front of you. I'm not so good, good with, but um, I know when someone's real and as much as like, you know, uh, Jared was real when you, you meant it when you said I lo- you know I love you to me all those years you just didn't know that you didn't because you were drunk <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. you did believe it I was in there. the moment like you know what I mean like so I just I appreciate that so much and so that, I guess that's why it's easy for me to forgive because I don't allow people into my life that would be doing things to me that would be unforgivable I just don't let people get that close like that's how good my intuition I guess has been because in 33 years that's never happened to me where I've let somebody into my life that could hurt me that bad other than I guess you could say with what I'm dealing with my family right now is been the most emotionally stressful part of my entire life yeah it's tough I don't even get it yet I still don't get it I'm not there yet well it's good that you're moving well yeah. it's just it's gotten to a point now especially Steven's catalyzed everything with the baby and everything it's yeah. just and then him just not you know all of it it's just yeah once you get some space relationships I change I need to and, evolve, and then it's good you know? For the one friend that I know is never, you would be like the second friend that's not the enabler friend, but you would also just mm, probably just like be like, eh, you can deal with it. Um, <laughs> Maggie is not an enabler at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. It's a good person to move next door to. I'm yeah. glad there's wall separating us, obviously, because we, I mean, there's nobody that I fight with more of all my friends um, either. Not so much anymore. Oh, except for Lauren, but we had a big falling out, so. Um, made up but not really but um the only time i've ever lost a friend and that was very recently hmm. not like they died or anything but they might i mean it was a yeah. true falling out i've never had a falling out before in my whole life never it's still, it's still crazy to me i think it would be weird if it didn't happen oh i don't 
I, I mean, I, I think it's weird that it has happened. I mean, you know that. I mean, when you say that, like, the friends that... You're the only person... I don't let, mix my friends. I like one-on-one relationships. They all know about each other. Yeah. But I don't have yeah, them hang out with each other. Out. Like, uh, my friends don't ever... Because it gives me too much anxiety because I'm afraid uh, that I'm not I was the only the one. Well, because you were not... You were in real time. They were meeting you as I met you type of thing. Right. So it was... something I really had to tell myself that it was a thing to do. Like, because... I mean, all my other relationships I've ever had were three months. I mean, so, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, so it's just, uh, you actually got to see them and you saw probably how close I was to all of them, mm-hmm. all in a different way, would you say? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it was a deep, intimate relationship with all of them from even probably what you saw. And you didn't even see, like, what it was when you weren't there type of thing. But wouldn't you say that about me? I'm curious. Yes. So it's just. Yeah, it's, it's everything. That, that's everything right there. I love that. That's everything. And so it is going to be good that, I'm, that Maggie's going to be there because she'll just say, go to your room. Yeah. And, <laughs> as opposed to where, like, when I moved with Ryan, he's, like, more of a mess than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Oregon wasn't so good because that was the worst codependency of all time. <laughs> um, that was horrible. Oh, my gosh. When I think about it that way, I love, I love you to death, Ryan, if you hear this. We're just too similar. And you boiled chicken at 3 a.m. in the, in, in the night. Asleep next to the <laughs> what? Pot. He, on is, like our first week there. What is he, a gypsy? Turkey <laughs> chicken. No, no, he was taking a chicken. He took the chicken after yelling at him. Don't you dare ever cook that chicken, whole chicken. Ever, period. I hate the smell of chicken cooking in a big pot. So he's boiling a whole chicken? So he put a whole chicken in was a pot. Was he making like a rose con pollo? No, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Fucking drunk. <laughs> Um, fucking took took t- 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 you t- have t- a type too. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't. We've never. No. What no, t- I mean like people you have in your life. That's not true at all. What's the similarities between them all? Addiction. Mm, no, that's not true at all. I have two, three. Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> I would say more so not than yes. Well, Elaine and Maggie not. Mm-hmm. Maggie's. Questionable. Maggie will have like a good time. I want you guys to Ma- know. Ma- Maggie, Maggie is, Maggie's only questionable in the sense that. No, 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 no. She's not at all. You're absolutely right. However, I think she can fucking party really hard one night and drink, and nothing like an Irish girl can bounce back the next day. I'm not day. saying specifically <laughs> in substance abuse, but no, essentially but in people the way they in, process and I'm. Like I agree with you, and I'm glad that you bring that up about addiction because a lot of times people don't realize. And I didn't go there at first either. In my it's brain a personality now, I thought that, type. That this, so yes, yeah. there's a personality type, but Elaine's I would not say is like that at all. Ryan and R- Ryan's absolutely both like Ryan's. That. Both well, Ryan, other Ryan is your friend, really not mine. He was the boyfriend that I thought I was going to have until Alpha told me he was just leaving, and I wasn't going to know about it. Um, <laughs> but I did set him up in my mind as my dream guy. Yeah, and I did. I did truly like fall really hard and fast in love with that boy, and I mean, I was I actually visited him in Reading secretly right after you, you broke up with me. Oh, is he from uh-huh. Reading? Yeah, yeah. He was my it was the, you, it, was it was the February 16. after that December that I went to go visit him. Yeah, and then he t- he said some really shitty things to me by the end, and then made me feel even worse. Well, that's kind of what he does. 
made me feel like the most diseased, disgusting person of all time if you could imagine things that came out of his mouth. He used to call me, like, wasted, drunk in the middle of the night to tell me... But you know what I'm referring to, and he just just fucking ripped me into a way that was, like, the worst fucking disgusting thing. We should change the name of this podcast to Ryan's an Asshole. Should we we drive to Reading right now and key his car? And then he'll say, like, I know I am, like, (laughs) a year later. (laughs) He got a DUI, he doesn't have a car. (laughs) He'll say, he'll like to say that, he'll like admit to it, like, a year later. Not really, because there's never an actual, like... I'm sorry in the sense that, like, I'm sorry that I meant, I, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry that um, that that I need something from you now. So um, let's be sorry now for something before because I need something from you again. That's the cycle of addiction. No, no, no. Not for him. He's something else, right? He's his He's own category. But a, a different category. Some addicts care about people. Some don't. True. Some addicts still keep people first. I'm sorry, but they do. True. It does happen. Is it still fucking fucked up? And are they caring about people the best they can? Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. But do they still put people in their lives and give as much effort as they can? Yeah. Yes, they do. And I think others fall completely off the map. Right. And so I just don't... It's just, it's so taboo. Um, Mental illness, addiction, anything involving the brain not operating correctly within society is still taboo if you really think about it. I think it's getting better. We're having more discussions. I think, no, but we're so politically correct. We're having less. Mm, I mean, I think folks are like on the mainstream, like, you know, CNN level, whatever. But I think that they're having more discussions about the way trauma affects people and the way Explain to me how. Well, I'm I'm a big like NPR person, and I think I can trust NPR. So take me out of CNN because yeah. So there's a lot of like, but I I think a lot of it is is we're having a call to action in our country to talk about like violence, to talk about why people do things because so many things keep happening over and over and over again. School shootings, etc. People are starting to ask more questions like, why is this happening? Is this an attachment to the way we view masculinity or femininity, or we're like every time somebody dies, though, don't we ask ourselves that question? You just a little bit yeah and i think a lot of times you know i think as a nation we're starting to process some emotions that we i in fact we kind of have to now because because do you agree with that jared because i couldn't disagree more what what she just said i agree you think we're processing it it? It could just be that we keep talking about all them self-help books that I keep. Because I, I feel that. I've got an Audible. <laughs> I listen to one more auto, like self-help book on Audible. I'm going to get an honorary PhD. I know technology. that like for myself, like I hate technology. Like I, I keep my phone away. Like it's at the other end of the room all uh-huh. day until I absolutely have to like realize that like life is happening and people exist and um, I want them to exist. But I don't know how to, ever since the car accident when it sn- broke my phone at the same time. Yeah. And that was the car accident that I knew I didn't want to drive anymore. And yeah. I stopped myself from driving. And that phone shattered at the same time. Yeah. I've had a weird thing about having to pick up a phone and use it ever since. And like for anything too much. Yeah. It just freaks me out. Like I'm just, and I already wasn't just, I'm just bad with it. And anyway, I'm just bad with technology. And so, you know, this is my dad's old iPhone. And my, 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 I broke my mom's old iPad within one day of her giving it to me. Mm-hmm. And then my dad gave me his old one. Oh, um, I so, love that. You know. Have you ever made an amends? Um, explain to me, is that the same as in, a... In like a 12-step, you know, like I, I fucked up, how do no, I make it right? No, because you would have to get through those other steps that I... There's a few that I don't like, so no. I like that one, but I, you have to do the other ones first, apparently. Yeah, so you don't <laughs> so make amends I, for no, crazy things. No, because I can't get through, go through all the steps and I'll tell you where I always... And I'm like, fuck this. 
Where do you, what step do you always tap no, on? No, that's what I'm asking. Can you, like, because I know. So, um, first one is already done for me all the time. First one's the surrender one. Second one is, uh, came to believe that a higher power could oh, restore yeah, easy. you to that's sanity. Done. Okay. Um, turn your will in your life over to the will of a higher power. Done. Um, uh, took a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. I think it's annoying because I've been doing that with therapists my whole entire life. Yeah. Why do I need to do this again? No, and not with correct it. guidance. With my guidance, with my own guidance. Oh, great. That's going to be a great list by the end. Um, <laughs> and then there's the no, it's share like, it. Share it with your sponsor. And see, that's the thing where people, because that's where I get stuck. Okay, once I have to. Or start, with whatever. I know a guy I who once shared it to, to a lady at a bus stop. When it comes oh, to wow. the whole sponsor thing. And it kind yeah. of goes back to like what you were saying. Like people came up to you and asked you, is pot okay or whatever? And you were like, yeah. absolutely not. And well, so, I, I was just like, you should read the literature. I don't. I don't, I don't but think see, it's that's like the, okay. So I'm a born again like Christian clean. as of like three years ago, but I don't ever talk to. I don't go to church because I can't deal with the fact that oh, so am I supposed to go to the Bible and say like that's the same thing as like saying the word is the word is the word, and so why why bother practicing Christianity? You're doing the same thing with your Alcoholics Anonymous book then, and I think that's bullshit. Have you ever read the- what's good for one person? They take out of it when they when somebody reads any book, sees any movie. What speaks to their soul and what is getting to them? And you shut someone down when you say, well, go and read that part. Have you ever read the Jefferson Bible? The Jefferson, no, the Je- I don't know. Thomas know. Jefferson took all the like weird woo-woo stuff out of the Bible and just put like what Jesus said. Um, I it's love that he did that, but yeah. I also get annoyed with the Bible in the sense that we're missing like the Gospel of Mary. It exists, we just don't have it there. Okay. Tori Amos wrote a whole album about it. Okay. So there's things missing. There's things that are all sorts. But Jesus and what he said, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. And because at the end of the day, I look at it as like I only turned to Christianity in my mind. I mean, part of it was easy to do because my friend that I was falling out with made it very easy to kind of go into a psychosis with her. Right. Um, between, you know, different things going on. So, so like drugs and stuff? No, uh, throwing up a lot was happening. Eating disorders. Um, oh. Or not eating. It just depends on what was going on. Um, so, yeah. Um, Do you define that as addiction as well? That's my original addiction. Uh, got it. Yeah. And was still my very favorite. That and cutting were my originals. And that started at like 12, 13. And... Yeah. And um, it wasn't really, the anorexia wasn't really recognized until like around 14. And the cutting happened when I was, was known by my mother at 15 um, because I got my appendix removed and my, the doctor And they were like, they he were already like, got into it first. So my mom walked up to it and she was like, oh, I don't know what that is. And we never talked about it again. Oh, yeah. She didn't, so I just kept doing it for another six years. What, um, how do you maintain because you live a life you barely. have a you have a job barely no you, i do actually have a job very well yeah I'm you, great at my job yeah you can afford all these bejewels <laughs> no, i'm not i mean they're just joanne's i mean it's not that much it's but cheaper places i mean you can't find a couple hundred easy but you know how do you how do you maintain a sense of because i'm so concerned about what the world is going to need from me that i make sure that those things are kept up no matter what Okay. And the one thing my parents did not spoil me with or call me with is money. I never, ever have been given money. Yeah. Was never, I've had a job since I was 15, so mm-hmm. that in itself helps you maintain. It's not a 
good quality of life at the end of the day if that's all the thing right. that you're taught but i feel like that's the one thing that my dad did yeah. find a way through to us because my that's the one thing my mom doesn't do in the house yeah is that aspect of life and so even though he didn't really teach us it directly it was you just knew um that you had to you had to go make money like mm-hmm. um, as soon as you could um if you want things that you want whatever that is so you know i've always i feel weird weird if i don't have a job like i feel like i'm a bad person if i don't have a job so i think there's only been like a a three-week period that i've never not had a job or when i went to santa cruz i didn't have a job because you know going to college and that was the most miserable time of my life for so many reasons i explained earlier but also because i wasn't working yeah it was like i knew then i would rather have school in tandem with a job yeah i have to stay in motion routine is something that is i hate but is completely necessary for me that's oh, also yeah, how me i too. maintain yeah um, by having a set schedule especially like a nine to five job now uh-huh. like it help i hate it uh-huh. but it is so beneficial to me i can't even begin to explain what about like your personal self like how do you maintain you on a on a daily basis well as far as looks goes because the one thing i get enjoyment out of, out of but nobody actually sees it because i don't go out so i don't maintain anything avoidance is how i maintain it okay do you, how much do you craft a day? All, all the time. That's as a much good, as I can. That's a, I, you know what? I'm a, I I'm try a to hug. do as much nails as I can. I mean, mm-hmm. I do a nail probably at least every other day, if not every day. Okay. And um, I try to craft. <clears throat> I love that. And we have a friend who does his nails, but he only does his left hand because he's right handed. I hate that. He can't this figure out how to do the other side. So you oh, help him. oh my God. I would love to help. Is he, is he fun? Yeah, he's fun. He does all these little designs and little Oh, see, mine's, mine's all stamping, and, you know. Oh, he does like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does he just not know about stamping? Oh my god, we could teach each other. Yeah. Who is this guy? Brett. Can you be there to mediate in case I'm scared? <gasps> Wait, did you wish him happy birthday? Yeah. Okay. You're really, you're you're the best, isn't he? He's the best. Have you was he there for your birthday? Did you know him by she then? She called me and I forgot it was her birthday. Oh, Jared, you're That's never gonna take her to Vegas. But I didn't her. say. Anything. Oh my I god, you are like... a great friend. You took her to <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, I met J Lo. Is the thing. Okay. See, and you know what? I hate celebrating my birthday, but you always. Made me like my birthday a little more because you yeah. were always subtle about it, but acknowledged it. Yeah. Freaking awesome birthday yeah. celebrator for someone like me. It was like <laughs> the most fun. It was exactly a plus, what I needed. A plus. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> He's really good at birthdays. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this. Oh, I mean, did you see, I love it. This is the only birthday card I got in the mail. This oh, year. Jared. And the only one that like does it um, anymore. And, and you crafted it onto oh, yeah, the. because I mean it's just an empty card inside. This is love, Jared, and it's all I want because he knew that this is what I needed. Mm. It's, it's beautiful. Beautiful fish. It has so much texture to it's it. It's already bejeweled. And well, <laughs> and it's been honeycombed. Well, you honeycombed it, yeah. I, I, I've been like you know the honeycomb bejewel is a great fantasy of mine. Just imagining like Winnie the Pooh, but turned more colorful. Can I can I describe my like fantasy world for you? Uh, if it involves okay. honeycombs. So yes. So, <laughs> so you can. Then. You can so it you are you're doing good. You're happy. You're living in this like you're living in San Diego. You can hear the ocean. Oh, I am. I was you become a business owner. You decide. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna open my own business. You don't want to. Wait, wait, flowers. If it's about flowers, maybe. And it's all just beautiful things. Flowers. You sell flowers. You sell bejeweled things. You bedazzle things. You have a bedazzling service. Your art becomes this beautiful expression of love. People don't want this. You self-realize. People don't want this though. How how do you open up a storefront like that? Are you kidding me? People love that. Oh, why do they don't? Yeah, they do. Show me that. Show me that store. 
Okay, just keep going with the fantasy. I do like okay. it. It's fantasy, okay. fantasy. Okay, okay, okay. Um, let me see. What else? What else? Um, let's see. So no, I mean, Yoko Ono comes in and wants you to bedazzle yeah, no, her body. No, because her when whole I body. Joan Rivers. Yes, I do remember. Okay, we went to. <gasps> Wait, what? 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 I what? I still tell everyone. We about went this. to the premiere what? of Joan Rivers' documentary, <gasps> and um, at where were? Why have we never talked about this? It was, it was the, the Chinese theater. The She's like my Oscar hero. Was it the oh, it was over play. here. That's the right. Play. And, and I wanted to go see the the premiere so bad because I loved, love, love. I love, love, love Joan Rivers. Comedy period. Really? Plus comedians. Oh yeah, I'm a very Lisa Kudrow's two two shows are like the only comedic shows I've ever really loved. Okay. And Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, yes, is amazing also as well, but it's nothing compared to web therapy and cut the comeback. Yeah. I mean, nothing. Web compares. therapy is incredible. It's just the smartest comedy ever. So we got ever. the premiere. Okay, let Jared tell the story because it's even too much. Really it's too emotional for she's me. there. Um, premiere. And then we... <laughs> Where are you going, Jimmy? Oh, I'm just listening. I'm pissing. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, we get into the elevator. I think we're going back to the parking garage or something. No, no, Jared, it was right before the show. Was it before the show? It oh, it was before because we were coming up to go into the theater and we're, she had arrived at the same time. And mm-hmm. we get into the elevator wow. and she walks in. No, no, no. Ah. She, was, she was already in there. We walked in. Are you sure? I thought she walked in after us. Have you ever read her I don't autobiography? Know, I I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I think we got in there and she walked in. You're right. She walked in with two people. You're right. You're yeah. right. We were in there. We were going up one floor. It stopped. And she just walked, and we heard the voice first, or at least yeah. I did, and I was like... <laughs> and they keep going. Yeah, so she's in there, and she's, like, talking, and, like, we say hi, and I'm like, oh, cool, it's John Rivers. I did, like, you did. I, I said hi. Words out. Jimmy started hyperventilating, and then... Did he yell, you're he an starts, inspiration? No. no, no, I was he, dead. I couldn't he was, get anything He starts out. to collapse. Yeah, it's all... <gasps> like, all sliding down the side of the elevator, like... <laughs> I lean against him to brace him. I, I got to hold him up like it's weekend of Bernie's. Oh, God, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> that like, I can kind of remember not being there, but yeah. I remember a push, like, I remember a pressure happening. Well, I had, wow. I remember I had to you hold you up against somehow. the wall. I, I, remember like, wow. I don't want you collapsing on the elevator floor oh, and then wait, Joan Rivers has to, like, exactly get the men. did it. Oh, I don't think you ever really t- How did you do it? I was falling, and what did you do? I just slammed my body against yours oh, against the God. wall. Like, yeah. Did thing. When somebody has their entire weight on top of me in the bedroom, they don't even have to move. I just love the weight on top of me. That's Do you have I, a weighted blanket? No, I need to. Okay. Oh, you would so live this, for that. Kate, if you're listening, <laughs> you were right about everything. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Kate. It all just came together. Kate's pretty it just okay. all came together. Yeah, I do so have autism. The, I do. Uh, John Rivers. I love autism. I love it. I love it. What? And I'm like, Jimmy, you collapsed. It was Joan Rivers. I can't believe I'm. That's a brush with greatness. Yeah. I want to. She's I, wearing like a big fur coat. So Yoko Ono, I <sighs> think I would have to go to New York because I think she leaves there. Okay. Yeah. So your shop is in New York? No, no, no. I hate New York. Yeah, New York's Okay. Uh, Yoko Ono could call my store. Fine. You know what? No, I don't like to be starstruck. I remember I used to be obsessed with Tori Amos to the point that's all I listened to for like 10 years. All I listened to. Yeah. And it was a problem. I realize that now there's other great music out there. She's still great, but there's other music that exists. <laughs> it's allowed into the world, into my ears. But not for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of Tori Amos. concerts I ever went to, and I was like I went to a Tori Amos concert. concert I've been to oh, see Tori Amos as well. She fucking tours. Everyone. Oh, yeah, she does. She tours yeah. hard. Yeah. She tours hard, still does. I stopped going to concerts to go because the last one I went to was the big cell phone incident with Maggie. 
where we ripped the cell phone out of someone's hands because we were so annoyed. <gasps> well, she did actually. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She, she's she's a for, just don't don't piss her off. Not not in that setting. She had, she had a couple of drinks, and there was a couple. She in just front like of us, watch that fucking show. Couple, we were in the fourth row. She was right there. Uh huh. And it was this guy and his boyfriend, and I don't know. I'm calling him the boyfriend because he sucked, and <laughs> because I'm not kidding you. I don't know what kind of acid tripper he was on or what the fuck he was on. Literally, look, look, like, look like this. Head was in lap. Bone straight up in the air. Maybe he <laughs> was crying. No. <laughs> Maybe he was blowing himself. I don't understand. <laughs> he was sleeping. He was sleeping. What, with a hand perfectly up in the air, filming her. And it wow. was just blocking our view. It was just like, I was weird. It was like, oh my gosh, this is happening right now. So we kept, kept asking first I asked, then Maggie would ask, then I, we did it probably about six times. Uh-huh. And he just kept going back into his lap. We would start to sit up for a second. And then weird. he would go up and then <laughs> arm would go up. Weird. <laughs> and it was, oh, beyond. And it's like, you're that close. She's right there. And I can't see her because the light of your phone is blinding me. And so the Maggie just rips it out of his hand, and he all of a sudden has all sorts of focus. And he's like, Oh my god, oh my god, you're my home man, you're my home man. And Maggie's like, No, after the show, after the show. And she's like, Get my phone back. Did and, she keep his the, phone for the whole show? Were next to us were fucking cheering us on, like, Fuck yeah. And it was so fucking awesome. And then she was like, Fine, but if I see that fuck. Fucking phone again! I'm gonna do it again. And it's just like he didn't bring that phone back after that. <laughs> wow! The shit out of him. Vigilante <laughs> justice. So uh, amazing. That's when I realized that the cell phones were ruining. All. I will only do the front row of a balcony now. Okay. It's the only way I can deal with. Well, they show. have concerts where they um, don't, don't have phones. Do you mean like smaller events? Like, yeah. Like, like, no, like, big like, events. Like, where like Shushu goes to or something. Like a small crowd of 300 or more where it's like standing, I can deal with the phone because you can maneuver yourself around yeah. sort of the experience. No, they have big having. events where they have a, this device that they make people lock their phones in and then they unlocked when they leave the theater so they can't use them. Oh, what theaters are yeah. that? It's, it's artist specific. Some certain, like Jack White does Please that. Please send me these. I don't understand technology okay. enough. So if you're. That's fine. Just if you pray tell, you know, um, here, buddy, this is how do you what is your relationship with your higher power like um very very much so there in knowing that i believe that it is 100 percent. oh as i was saying i became a born again christian wow but because of the like, i didn't believe him for like a year and i don't necessarily at this point i went down so far that a road with Lauren that like it made me realize that real liberal church. No, no, I don't go to church. No, no here's church. The thing. Uh, there is here's the here's the thing. I uh-huh. finally I was so without anything. Okay. And no hope. And okay. then I finally realized, why do you not want to be religious if it's in theory in your head always been just like a drug when you think about what people are doing with religion, why don't you just subscribe to it too? And it's socially acceptable. It's a socially acceptable drug, okay. essentially, when I thought about it. And it's like, then once you give yourself faith, which is by definition, uh-huh. not being, you can't prove it. Right. And that was a beautiful thing to me. Yeah. And it's like, wait, why am I, why don't I get to be allowed to do this too? And so then I just read the Bible from like in pieces, but I've read it from start to finish, except for, no, there's parts of the New Testament that I'm like... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the parts where they're like... The parts about where, like, um, John, I think you're a little bit of a liar. What? I didn't say that. 
<laughs> See, I'm bad. I'm, bad. I'm not a good Christian. No, I think. No, but you know what I mean. Like, I, I, I mean, it's a little, he's a little bit of a liar. Like, I, yeah. I think John's books are, I don't know, you know, a little shaky. Um, so, I mean, I and I get, I love the Old Testament so much more. I get stuck, and I always tell everybody. I mean, Job, I could just read over and 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 over again. It's a really good story. It's amazing, and mm-hmm. just all the books of wisdom are. But Genesis is also really amazing too. All the begats. I mean, it just makes everything make so much more sense. That's when I understood for sure that if you really understand your Bible, that you understand that we exist outside of, uh, or within uh, like a perception of time and God exists outside of it, and why are we having an argument about science and religion if you know that to yeah. be true? That in itself, is, we're done. We're done. We don't yeah. need to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Once you understand that, it's like I just never read it before, and then I was like, wait a minute, there's right. no argument here. Yeah. There just isn't one. Right. So that's when I just knew that I could do this too. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept reading. And it, it's still right now, I can say to you that it gives me a great feeling. Oh, I, I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel, but at the same time, I also believe that that Holy Spirit very well could be something that Buddha was speaking to. It could very well be what, you know, um, Muslims are speaking to. It could very be, well be any, all the Native American religions that we decimated in our, you know, you know uh, mm-hmm. genocide of them. Um, you know, we don't like to talk about it, um, but... Too soon. Too soon. It's always going to be too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Manifest <laughs> destiny. Too soon. Manifest yeah. destiny. Too soon. Too soon. Um, there's nowhere left to manifest, right? Can I go there if there is? Um, but yeah, it's... Melty glaciers. Yeah. Space. That's, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful dream. <laughs> I'll go there with you. Yeah, let's go. Melted glaciers? Yeah, let's go Oh my go God, for manifest out. destiny? That... Is a fucking suicide note I want to write. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've written plenty, but I haven't done that one yet. What is. That's fucking hot. You're fucking hot. You are a hot. You're killing bitch. it, Anna. Thank you. Damn it. That, oh my god, you, you fucking killed that one just now. That was. I have I not thought of that one before? That's good. Melted glaciers. I've gone to the glaciers. I'm, the world is freaking melting. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh my god, it's got so many different, like. Things that, that there's so much symbolism in it. I can't even deal. I can't even deal. You're fucking amazing. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Oh my god. What's your uh, What's the hope you'd like to give away? You just gave me some. Um, what? I love that. What What's some hope you would like to give away on this podcast? Some hope. Yeah. Somebody listening who's just like you. That it is not amazing how necessarily strong that we find out that we are as we get older, but how resilient we are, whether we like to believe it or not. I love that. Um, it's shocking to me and I also just the other hope is that know that everything is a miracle um, whether it be an inanimate object in front of you that is nothing whether you have nothing whether you have everything materially or you know then when you really think about it whoever that person is in front of you they are beautiful they are part of you are we all made of stars? Yes. Are we all made of something so much more? Yes. It all is a miracle. Everything is a miracle. It, everything. Everything you experience is. And I don't even think I'm alive, genuinely. So, but everything is a miracle. You're a miracle. Okay. And this is normally where I'd say, where can people find you? But you don't want people to find you. No, I do not. No, you do not. So... 
and Jared also sames. No. So me, you can find me at Anna V is fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at my website, AnnaValenzuela.com. And I'll be happy to correspond through you. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> you, if you have any questions for Jimmy, hit me up and I will relay those questions. It will be a beautiful game of telephone. Um, well, one game. It's just like, one you're, game. just, just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just Jimmy, sure on that one. if nobody's <laughs> told you this today, I love you. Oh. And I mean it. Well, what if they have told me? Can you still? Can I still yes. take that? Okay. Take it. Bring it on in. Take it. In. Oh my Bring god, we're, we're 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 hugging it. Oh my god. Oh my god, we're hugging out. Okay. Wait, let's right. do this real slow. Okay, let's we're getting we're we're. Wait, wait. Let's like, think about hope right now as we do. Okay, it. we're thinking about hope. Oh, wait, okay. Wait, wait, wait. okay. Oh my god. And Jared, if nobody's told you this today, we love you. Love you too. And if you're listening to this and oh. nobody has told you this today, we love you. Wait, Jared. Okay, hold on. Come on, all four of us. We're all hugging. All four of us. Oh, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.